Davio Vega. Quang. That's, He's been very quangish about it. Very quang about it. Wait, what? What is this? Oh, uh, so we're going live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just that, so you know, you don't yeah. like take a dump see it every on week. The camera. Always... No, no, whatever. No. You know, all those you see all that shit when when I'm the not Zoom started. People fucking jerking off on the Zoom. Oh God! I just sh- I literally shared it while you were saying jerking off on the Zoom. <laughs> well, look, it happened. Some like really important person got caught like whacking off on Zoom. Like he was like under the desk, like doing That's this not... in the middle of a meeting. And then people like, you know, the videos are like people in class and they forget to turn off their camera right. and go take a dump with it. Oh God. What are you... you never you're saw like... those goofy videos? No, nah, I feel like you're I feel like you're picking up right where Tony leaves off with your weird Come on now. habits. It's not a habit. I don't well, do it. No, I mean like your weird viewing options no it comes up on like facebook on like the L- the lad bible like people make mistakes with their zoom and like somebody doesn't turn the audio off and they fart or it's and it's a fucking loud fart oh. or somebody thinks they turn their camera off and then they bring their phone in the bathroom and you like see them put the phone down and then them sit on the toilet and not realize what do you got there kev oh just a little uh i, I didn't know what it was a little johnny gargano johnny gargano actually well it's episode 548 Tony's running late. The Jack Cartwheel is joining us. There's a shit, 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 shit load of wrestling to talk about. We're riding high off the Mickey James show. Um, we got a new NWA world champion, and we'll get into that when Tony calls. Uh, we got new world uh, tag champions. We got women's tag champions. We got All Out this weekend. We got New Japan that's Grand this Slam this weekend. Yeah, that's it. It's Labor Day, my man. Summer's over. I'll have off on Monday. That's huge. Huge. That's right, baby. All right. That's right. All out. I'm all in for all out out. Sunday. Grand Slam and New Japan this weekend. Oh, we got a lot. We got so much to talk about. Wrestling world. Goldberg is coming after Bobby Lashley's soul. Oh. I saw that today. I like that. Soulberg. (laughs) He just sings 70s soul while he beats you up. All right, Kevin, I got to do the intro now. Let's see. All right. Uh, oh, it's all next yeah. here on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Shining Wizards. This is Brodus Clay, aka the Funkasaurus, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards podcast.
Well, Kevin, you are not the only one who thinks my microphone sounds off because I just got a text from Ryan Schlong and he said my microphone also sounds off. So I don't know if it's my microphone or my soundboard, uh, but I'm not going in the basement to get another microphone. So it is what it is. No, no, it's, but I also didn't, did, did, did the intro apply? Yes. Because I did not hear any of it. All right. <laughs> did, well, it played on this end. It played on this end and it recorded. So I guess that's a good thing. The people we'll in see. the. No, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I got it. What, what, what liner did you use? Funkasaurus, baby, bro, just clay. <laughs> uh, oh, I fucking hate when Tony's not here. Let me see. Was my Farago turned on in the loopback? It was. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on, Kev. Nelly's here, though, so that's a good thing. Come on, Nelly. Get down. Well, anyway, you are tuning into episode 548 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Lots to talk about because here it's always wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. KJG. I'm Shining Wizards Matt, and Nelly's driving. That's crazy. right. You sure? Come on, Nelly. You sure are. You sure are. And Nelly's here too. Yeah. Lots of wrestling to talk about. Lots of stuff to go over. Matt, how was your weekend, buddy? So much, so much, so much, Kevin. My weekend was pretty uneventful. Uh, I didn't get to watch a lot of wrestling, so I played a I played catch up today. Um, but it was uneventful. It was good. Nothing to write home about. I feel so weird. I feel so lost without the intro. It was there. It recorded. It recorded in the uh, in the recording. And uh, I don't know if anyone said anything in the Facebook. Usually someone would text me too. Well, the Schlanger uh, did. He did. He said my microphone sounds weird. So I might have to go into the basement and uh, pull out a different microphone. This Got to figure out a nickname for the Schlong. Schlong? Yeah, I guess that's it. What about like, uh, I was thinking off the top of my head, like the mighty, mighty schlong toad. It's the, uh, let me see here. I don't know why. Sorry, I muted my microphone. Let's see here. No, it's fine. It's a lot of stuff going on. Lots of uh, technical issues. T-Donk is running late. Of course, he will join us to talk about NWA because that is right in his wheelhouse. And I know we're going to pause the actual talk about the pay-per-views that happened this weekend. And if you didn't get the bundle, shame on you. Uh, but if you order shame both, on separate, us. shame on us, but there was no chance I was going to watch them live. So um, I watched, uh, I watched what I could today. So uh, I know Tony's going to join us later, but he's going to have some bragging to do a little bit. Yeah. He's going to have some, he's very braggadocious. Does this sound any better? Yes. All right. All sounds, right. One, think... sounds 100% better. Does it? Okay. I think I fixed that. All right. Good. You know what happened when we went to Tony's to do that first uh, back in studio show? We were trying to figure out how to have us all on Zoom. Uh I fucked with my settings and I don't think they went back to the proper settings. Why? You better? No, no, you're fine. I'm just I I hate like the setup for Zoom right now. Oh, you know, I have the chat open. Aha! Uh-huh, Aha! Uh-huh. That's why close. All right. Well, why, guess, why, am I, Kevin, why am I still? Why am I still so tiny? How the intro I... did not play. <laughs> Could we play on now? face on Facebook, but I sound better. 
All right. That's okay. What do you need to hear? I don't know why it didn't play. I don't know, but it, it I get it gets me pumped. It gets me amped. Now I just feel like I'm I'm in cold. All right, can you, let's see if you can hear it. Can you hear this? Can you hear that? No. no, nothing, huh? This fucking fucking Farago. Let me see. Let me check the preferences on Farago. What so why are you playing the music on a 1970s video game console? Frago. Fra- Farago. Oh, Farago. Do you hear it now? Negative. All right, we don't have to really? keep doing it. We'll just get ourselves amped up. We'll get ourselves psyched up because we got a hell of a show coming your way. Matt's weekend was uneventful. Fuck. I'll see. Now I know it's going to bother you. <laughs> it is. It's Anything? Gonna, like, you're not going to. No. Damn it. Like, you're not going to be able to function. Well, you know what? I play everything through the Farago on. Uh, ah, there we go. What? No, I, now I got like a, yeah, now I got a full view here of myself. So I can I see play everything gross through the face. Let's see, loop back. I play everything through the Farago uh, on the. Did you hear that? No. Nothing, huh? Negativo. That's fucking annoying. Amigo. All right. Let's see. Oh, maybe I do this. Nothing. Nothing. Son of a bitch. El Criquitos, as they say. Well, this is fucking... This is a bummer. I wonder if Tony's listening. Nothing. Nothing. Fucking A. I mean, I hear you when you sound beautiful. Yeah, this is a well. The commercials are going to play, and no one in in uh, watching on the Facebook is going to hear. Then that's a fucking ah, god damn it! Ah, it's all good, Matt. Listen, all, all we need, all we need it. is a. Are you, are you having a, a a beverage tonight? No, oh, I have so my water. Eat. I have my water. You know, I've been drinking a lot of water lately. I'm try- yeah. trying to get up to. I'm trying to get up to a gallon a day. All right, all right. But I'm like. Like slowly getting to like a half gallon, so I'll drink like five or six bottles of water, like the seventeen ounce like Poland Spring bottles a day. Nice. All right. Just a little, get a little Klensky to counteract all the white claws and paps of the ribbons I drink. You get yourself one of these gimmicks, man. Yeah, but I feel like the water's gonna get warm too quick. But you get this one. Uh, it does get it. The ice doesn't hold well, but if you get one that's like really insulated. Uh, like Rhiannon has like one that's what, super. What are those things called? Like the, like a Yeti. Yeah, Yeti. The Yeti. Yeti. I'm gonna get myself a mummified bottle container. But we have a we have one of the, uh, the water jugs that work. Yeah. So I can keep going and filling up a, a bottle. Nice, nice. So how was your weekend? I'm sorry if you talked about it. I was very distracted by this fucking Farago thing. No, I did not talk about it. Um. It was a great weekend. Very, very family oriented, orientated, oriented, orientated, whatever. I've spent a whole lot of time with the family this weekend. On Saturday, it was my niece, my first niece, my oldest niece, Madeline's fifth birthday. Whoa. So, yeah, time flies. So we went to my brother and sister-in-law's house, had a nice big party for her, got her present. She loved it. Had a few daddy sodas with my broski and my dad and the in-laws. Uh, so that was great. And then yesterday, 
my cousin got married on Saturday. All right. In New York. And it was a very small ceremony. Like literally it was only him, his bride and his mother, my aunt as the witness, no one else was there. Like my uncle was literally just driving around waiting for the ceremony to get done in Manhattan. So then they got married on Saturday and yesterday. Oh, they're moving to Ireland, by the way, this, this week. So they're moving to Dublin. So yesterday was their wedding engagement going away party all at once. So we spent the, uh, spent the entire day slash night uh, with them. So it was awesome. Uh, my cousin on my mom's side, because uh, his wife is from Ireland, Elaine, wonderful lady. So they had the girls were there again, my brother, my dad my uncle Paul, all of his father's side of the family. Uh, so it was awesome, man. Just total fun. Is that a night to Columbus in Island, New Jersey? Shout out to them. And Donna, the bartender who was incredible, hooked me up with many a beverage. Nice. It was great. Yeah. Props to Donna. Right. Kevin, she's, let me ask you a question. She's a big fan of the show. Oh, really? Well, Donna, thanks for listening. Please uh, continue to serve the wonderful patrons at the Knights of Columbus in Island, New Jersey. Kevin, is there a, is there a particular time or era or year that you completely have? I don't want to say completely have no recollection of, but your memory of wrestling is you just kind of forget. Um, no, but I'm gonna guess that you have one. I do, fucking dude. 1992 is like an enigma to me, dude. Like, all right, so 1992, obviously, favorite Royal Rumble. Right. Happens in 1992. So, I, is, you know that. I know, look, I know Royal Rumble, right? But SummerSlam 92, like the, SummerSlam 92, Brett Bulldog, literally the only thing I can remember. Like, so I saw Survivor Series, Survivor you don't remember. Survivor Series 92, they did. It was the first Survivor Series that, only, the teams. that they didn't really have. Without the teams, they have like right. That was Brett, teams. Brett against Sean when they were a yeah. world in IC. Yes, and it was uh, Razor and and Flair against Flair. Perfect and and yeah. Macho Man. Macho Man. Yeah, because the yes, Warrior left town. Yeah, and that's why it's so significant to me because <laughs> Mr. Perfect hadn't rust. Mr. Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect turned babyface for the first time in his career. Right, and he did it on the, what did he do it on primetime? Yeah, oh, and that segment is so legendary. Like I, I'll watch that on repeat because Bobby Heenan slaps him. Mr. Perfect pours the water down his uh, the pitcher of water, uh, which is very wasteful. You could be drinking that, get to your gallon a day. Um, yeah, I love '92, man. I mean, this is I, I talked about this a lot on that that podcast I did with uh, uh, with Chad about the new generation. This is like kind of getting right into that new generation era. We're not like Razor Ramon is, you know what? Razor Ramon is probably, and Bret Hart, Razor Ramon is probably like the first segue into the new generation. Like Bret Hart obviously is the champ, but Hogan's still there. Savage is still there. Uh, Taker is still there. Jake the Snake is still there. But uh, well, actually, Jake the Snake leaves, and he's in WCW by nine, by like October of 1992. They're almost all of them are gone by October of nine, or at least they're not wrestling. Yeah, uh, Flair is still there, right? But, but Flair, we know he's on his way out. That's right. Yeah. So, so what? What about it? What about 1992? Like, blew your mind? So, I don't know. It's just like so. Yesterday was the um, 
let me do math here, 28, 92 was what, 28 years ago, 29 years ago? 29 years ago yesterday was SummerSlam 92 at Wembley. Oh, yeah. Right? Brett, Bulldog, fantastic. I, my, that Warrior Savage With match for the corner, is this the perfect going to be in? Is completely like a race for my memory. And there were, I was watching clips of, of it on, um, on one of the social media platforms. I was like, I don't fucking remember this at all. Then I went to watch it last night on Peacock and it wouldn't fucking connect to my Google Chrome. I was going to throw the thing in the fucking street, but it was just a Peacock app. All my other apps worked. So I was super frustrated because that's the one where the road warriors come down. He burns his leg on the fucking bike and everything. Yeah. Do you right. remember in WWF magazines? Did you get the WWF magazines back then? No. 90s? F- no. No. So every now and then when there was a pay-per-view coming up before they announced it on TV, it would be on like the back cover or like the back page of the magazine, the main event before you heard anything about it on TV. So I'm looking at this thing, like, and it says Macho Man versus Ultimate Warrior. I'm like, these are both good guys. Is this like a mistake? Is this like a a WrestleMania seven, like rehab? Like, no, like they would announce, they would literally put the, the main events, before you heard about them on TV, on the magazines. And I remember seeing the, let's see if I can remember who was on the cover of that magazine. No, it was 92. Ah, I'll never remember. But I remember seeing that on the back cover or like the back, like inside cover. And I'm like, oh my God, like, how are they going to do this? Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man and they're both good guys? This is bizarre. And then, you know what's funny? Both the top matches were both babyface, babyface. I never thought of that. Before. Yeah. Macho Man versus Ultimate Warrior and Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog. Wow. Mind blown. I don't think the, I think the, I don't think the British people cared, right? No, because well, Bret was just as popular as Davey there. So they loved them both. And then you had, and both had a wrinkle. You had the Diana, like the Bret Hart, the brother fighting the husband. And then you had, the ultimate warrior macho man with Ric Flair lurking in the background, whose corner is Mr. Perfect going to be. And they played that angle up for weeks and weeks and weeks on, on the syndicated shows. So it was, it was wild, man. Like both matches, baby face versus baby face, but with an outside component that gave a little more edge to the story. Wow. I'm learning a lot today. Jogging that memory, trying to find the first WWF magazine that I owned. I could tell you which one mine was. It was me and my neighbor would always sometimes go down and split the price. Cause like we'd each have like maybe like a dollar and quarters and the magazines back then were like two, two bucks, two fifty maybe. So we would go. And I think the first one I got, I know the first one I purchased with my own money was the one in nine, it was 1990 and Sid was on the cover of it. That's, I'm pretty sure that's the first one I purchased with my own money down at, at the CVS in the Valley or the sweet shop. Actually, the Valley Sweet Shop is what it was called. And I think that's the first one I got with my own money. But my dad would always sometimes bring me home one. Like Texas Tornado was on one with the Intercontinental Belt. Bret Hart was on the cover of one with the Intercontinental Belt. Uh, I think I had the one, I might go back as early as 88 with the, the WrestleMania 4 tournament one where it was just like a collage of pictures 
I'm pretty sure I had that one too. And then of course, once I, once I got this, then uh, my favorite one is the WrestleMania eight with like Ric Flair, like sitting in like the director's chair and then you have all the, all the, I may be confusing them, but there was all the contenders for the, the WrestleMania eight. Like who are they going to announce as the number one contender for Ric Flair at WrestleMania eight. So it was like Hogan, Sid, Piper, Undertaker, Savage, uh, and then Flair on there. So I remember that one. And I don't, I don't think I got a subscription till maybe 93 or no. Oh no. 95 probably. Cause I remember getting like the Shawn Michaels where he's on the TV and then on the TV is Shawn Michaels oh, yeah, on the TV. Yeah. I had that one too. I can't find, I have it over there on the, on the, with all the magazines. I just can't find a fucking picture of it. Which one is it? <sighs> I forget who's on the fucking cover. I want to say gold dust is on the cover. So oh yeah, the one where he's like kind of like in Hollywood, like in the maybe back, the, the backdrop. I don't know exactly which one you're talking about. The Hollywood signs behind him. Maybe. I'll tell you exactly which one it is. Goldust magazine cover. Yeah, because it doesn't. Ninety three sounds. Oh no, about... it's 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 got Marty Jannetty in the right top right, and the Marty Jannetty was the poster. Was well, he? I don't know. I'd have to see the cover. It's got to be. There's one. Right off the bat, it's got to be that one because this is 1990, 1996 or 95. And Marty Jannetty just kind of comes back again. Yeah, no, I had him before, before that. It was oh, weird. That, this is Goldust's first cover. Okay, yeah, then maybe Goldust wasn't on the cover. Because I remember, because I had, because I had, oh my God, I remember, oh, this is incredible. I had the Marty Jannetty poster was inside. I think this is it. And I had Marty Jannetty autograph that. Oh, you know what? No, I didn't. I had Marty. I had. I brought that to a wrestling show. I made a new rockers poster. I had a pullout of Leaf Cassidy, the same size as the pullout of Marty Jannetty, and brought it to the Meadowlands because I was like sitting like sixth row, and it was. I had the new rockers rock or something like that, and I had both magazine posters on either side of the giant uh, poster board. Oh I'm gonna God. find it after this show, and I'm gonna I'll put it out on social media because I want to make got, sure. It's, hey, I'm gonna tag. I'll text it to you. It's got to be this one, or I'll, I'm actually gonna Facebook message it to you. Unless you're, it's got to be because I know. Like I'm looking at the '93 covers for all the WWF magazines, and I had I had the one with Lex, I had the one with Yoko, Lex, and Brad. I had the one with the Steiner brothers from WrestleMania Nine. Oh, so wait, it. then how would Goldust be your first one then? I don't know. Maybe there was a story about Goldust in there. Like I have the one with the Razor when he but has. But you Martel. have those because you got those after the fact. No, I had those. That's when I was would religiously, every every day or every week, I would drive down to the the drug fair and see if they got a new magazine. And it might have been the one with Brett. So there's no way that Goldust was your first one because that Goldust didn't show up till '95. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta fucking find it over there on the shelf. I just Facebook messaged you the image, the first cover that Goldust had. All right, let me see. So check your Facebook messenger. Yeah, no, it wasn't that one. But yeah, so then because I had, a, I already had a subscription to yes. the magazine by then. Okay, yeah, so then Goldust was not your first magazine. Yeah, I forget. I gotta fuck who was on the cover. It's gonna drive me nuts until I go look at them all. It might have been the the one with Razor on the cover from December '93 with the blue pants and the. He's, he's got Martel and the. Uh, oh, that one. An arm ringer, yeah. I think he had a cover before that. He may have. It's either that one or the one where Brett has uh, Papa Chango in the sharpshooter. 
Yeah, Razor Ramon had a cover in March of 1993. The one you're talking about is December 1993. I had yeah. I had both of these. I think it might have been December 93 when I bought my first my first wrestling magazine was like inside wrestling. My mother got it at the bookstore for me. She just picked it up because yeah. she knew I liked wrestling. Yeah, this is it. Oh my god, I, I had both of these. Oh man, babyface Mr. Perfect on the cover of a magazine. February 1993. Well, like I haven't even uh like venture, like I organize all the magazines and I put them on the shelves, but you know, eventually I have to start going through them and buying the issues that I'm missing. They're not that expensive. Like, no, this one, like this, I mean, they're expensive for a magazine, but not like if, if you're talking about like collecting things from the past, like this Mr. Perfect from 1993 is 10 bucks on eBay. This yeah. is 50, the Razor Ramon from 1993 of March is 15 bucks. A lot of these may have been in the pile that I gave you, Matt. There's a possibility. I had a bunch of them too. I wish I never threw mine out because I had like a subscription from like 95 to like 2000 for yeah. WWF the magazine, Raw. I had I all got, the Raws. I, I got them too, man. I had the subscription to WWF, Raw, WCW at, later on in the NWO years. And then I even started buying all the WoW magazines. Yeah, I have a bunch of the WoW. I think I subs- no, I think I bought the WoW magazines. I had a subscription to the ECW magazines, which I am kicking yeah, myself. The, it's the same thing as the WoW. That's the same publishing company or the same magazine yes. company did both of those. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I can talk about magazines all day. So I was very like, uh, I don't know, 92 is just a weird, weird year for me, I guess, in terms I, of like... I don't know. I just, I remember nothing from that warrior savage match. And I was wanted to go back and watch it last night. Do you remember? Cause I know the natural disasters were a big part of 1992. Uh, the, the feud with money Inc. Do you remember the natural disasters baby face turn? Yes. There's like things like didn't Martel and Michaels have a match at SummerSlam where they couldn't oh, hit yeah. each other and in the face. Yeah. You couldn't hit each other in the face yeah. and Sherry like fainted and now it's a heel heel match. Holy crap. What is I really thought they were going to turn Martel Babyface at that point, but they ended up keeping them both bad guys. Just incredible. You like had if a you heel- were like go ahead. If you were like, tell me the 92 SummerSlam card, I tell you Brett and and Davy Boy Smith, and that would be it. Oh, I can tell you. I, I let me see if I can get it all. All right. So you had Brett, Davy Boy, Macho, Warrior. You had Money Inc. LOD you had Natural yeah. Disasters, uh, Beverly Brothers, right? You had Undertaker Kamala, yes. You had, I know there's some, oh, you had Nails Virgil, yep. You had, what's my missing? What's my missing? All the tag matches are done. There's got to be like, there's probably like a dark match, but like Papa, I think the a dark I'm match not kidding. I'm not counting the dark matches because so I don't pa- know. Yeah, so Papa Shango Matador, I think, was one of them. Yes, that was one of the dark matches. Uh, Rick Martel, Shawn Michaels. Yep, you're missing one. Can't believe this was a fucking SummerSlam match. Uh, let's see. Oh, Repo Man Crush. Unbelievable. Crush Repo Man, a fucking SummerSlam match. And I'm going to say this, and a lot of people are going to hate me for it. This, this SummerSlam, probably a pretty, it's a pretty overrated SummerSlam. 
Probably. Um, I mean, I've completely forgotten all about it. So, I mean, it's hyped up for the for the one match. That's really it. Like, if you think about it, like no one even really put that much stock into Warrior Savage because it was also because it was a non finish. Which count out, yeah, yeah, which is like really the only thing you can do with Warrior, I guess, working with Warrior and Savage. Like, but you can't. Savage just won the belt at Mania. You're really going to take it off and put it on Warrior, who literally was gone two months later, or maybe even sooner than that. Um, so yeah, this was a, I think this is a pretty overrated pay per view. And if you if you remember, the original advertised tag team title match was the Money Match, was Money Inc. and LOD. That didn't happen. That wasn't the tag title match. The tag title match was Natural Disasters Beverly Brothers. If I'm not mistaken. Am I right about that? Matt? No, yeah, you're right. That was it. Was LOD Money Inc. was just like. You know, to get that LOD pop in front of 80,000 people. Yeah, so I think the SummerSlam is pretty overrated, to be honest with you. Like, I give me a 90, a 91, even give me a 93 with the freaking Lex Luger and Yoko and that stupid finish, too. Yeah, that was a stupid finish, but I think, I mean, the way they built up to it was phenomenal. Actually, that pay per view was pretty bad, too. Um, Yeah, there was fucking. Shawn Michaels, Mr. Perfect. Uh, he was yeah, like one, two, three out. kid, one, two, three kid, IRS, Razor Ramon, Diesel. I mean, Razor Ramon, Million Dollar Man, right? Steiner Brothers against the Heavenly Bodies. Yeah, it's pr- pretty, uh, pretty uneventful time. I mean, I'm sure we loved it then. Actually, the one, the one, two, three kid thing was interesting because at that point, like, he was they were feuding with Money Inc., but they why I don't understand why they split it up into two matches, but I guess to filter, I don't know. Yeah, smoking guns and Tatanka against Bam Bam Bigelow and the Head Shrinkers. Yeah, the Undertaker Giant Gonzalez in a rest in peace match. All right, so now that <laughs> that I have absolutely no recollection of how that ended. It did. All right, so they used the that's chlor- the last Giant used, Gonzalez appearance. They used the chloroform at WrestleMania nine, right? Like that was yes. like part of the finish. That so, was his uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that the embalming fluid, the embalming fluid or whatever they tried to sell it as. Right. And so then did they what the heck was a rest in peace match? I don't know. Was it a was it a, a, a casket a match? Wasn't it a casket? Wasn't a body bag? Hey, Tony. What's up, dude? What's a what's a rest in peace match? I would assume that's like a Texas death match. Count of 10. You got to get up. All right. It involved the Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez. Oh, maybe that was it. I would assume. Yeah. I would assume it's just another name for a Texas death match. I mean, it wouldn't be a buried alive match. What? And it was not a casket match. What else would it be? Yeah. Maybe that is it. Rest in peace. Told the bell 10 times or whatever it is. Count to 10. You done ski. Yeah. Typically you get a pinfall and then you got to answer the 10 count. Right. It's funny you guys are talking about this because just a couple days ago, uh, for some reason, the Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez was recommended to me on YouTube, and fucking Undertaker got squashed like big time. What do you mean? What match? Uh, it was, um, I want to say it was on SmackDown. I might be wrong, but wait, what? Oh, no, it wasn't Giant Gonzalez. It was Great Kali. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm mixing up the two big idiots. Welcome, everyone. It's great to be back. I mean, you're in the you're in the ballpark. Yeah, but I was it was the wrong goofy tall guy. <laughs> My bad. 
The comparisons are always there. Wow. Yeah, it's too bad they're wrong. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I guess I jumped into a great conversation. <laughs> well, no, because I was I had asked Kevin, and since you've joined us, um, like if there's a certain era or time period of professional wrestling where it's just you, you know a couple things, but for the most part, you have very little uh, memory of yeah. the happenings. Your hair is good, buddy. You look good. Yeah, I know. 2020 for me. <laughs> yeah, like like once 2009, 2010 comes around, maybe even before that, like I think once the Austin era started to wane down and we started getting into ruthless aggression, everything just becomes a blur at that point to me. Yeah, like I'd have to be like my mind would have to be triggered, but once it's triggered, I'd probably be able to tell you song and verse. But like pay-per-view wise, I can't tell you any main events for any of like the no mercy. Oh, no, I'm not even this and that like no chance in hell In hell. <laughs> no chance. No. Well, we were talking about summer, SummerSlam 92. I completely have erased or forgotten uh, macho man, ultimate warrior for the title. Yeah, that was one of those weird ones. That was that. That was when Macho Man was champ at that point, right? Yes. Yep. Was that? Was that? Was there interference in that one from like Mister Perfect or anybody? Yep. And Ric Flair. Yes. And Ric Flair. There you go. Which led whole... to it was supposed to be a, a tag match, and then didn't somebody leave? No, that's Survivor Series. That's yeah. It's later on, but wasn't it supposed to be Macho Man and Warrior? It's supposed to be Macho Man and Warrior, and then Perfect took the spot. Yeah, because it was uh, Flair and Razor Ramon, right? Right. But but the... All right. Jesus. Oh, I remembered uh, something from 92. You got to give me a little credit. That's fantastic. But I wanted to to help you out on the the SummerSlam caveat. It was the whole thing where there was a whole story of Mr. Perfect was going to be siding with either Macho Man or... Yeah, yeah. It wasn't... That was also near the tail end of primetime wrestling. Because that whole story unfolded on that show, didn't it? Goddamn right, Tony. Fucking A, dude. And then, then a couple months later, we started with Raw. Raw started in January 93, right? January 23rd, 1993. I'm ready, be, bitches. That could you be need wrong. to know 92 WWF? That oh, could be man. That could be wet. That could be t- I just pulled the name out of my wait. Date. Wait, SummerSlam 92 was Wembley, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. overrated. Overrated. Oh, that, that was um Sa- not Savage Jesus, uh Bret Hart and uh Bulldog in the main event, right? I, I literally just went, I named the entire card from memory. Okay. Um, did you mention how messed up Hawk and Animal were during that show? Wasn't that like a big thing? Like Hawk was like loaded or something? Yeah. That was, was on Dark Side and all that good stuff. Yes. That's Evan, what did you say? I said January 23rd. Close. Tony, you want to guess when the first Raw was? Well, January 23rd, he remembers because that's the day Hogan beat the Sheik in 84. That's why that's, that's significant. Like not true at all. Yeah, it is. No, no, oh, that's not why you remembered it. Not, <laughs> couldn't tell you that. Um, oof. well, it would have to be a Monday, January 16th. No, we're getting closer. How about the 16th? He just said the 16th. I thought so he said I, the 23rd. He said the 23rd. I just said the 16th. Oh, sorry, the 14th. All right, so, all right, so we I got- thought I heard 14. I'm sorry. January 29th. No, it's January 11th. Oh. Oops. We weren't that close. And the main event was Undertaker Damien Demento. Well, everybody right. should know that. 
That's like that's like your card into the modern era of wrestling. Coco Damien beware. Demento. I think Coco beware Yokozuna kicked it off, if I'm not mistaken. Unless that's, a, unless that's a different show. Let me ask you guys another question. Oh yeah. All right. Since Ric Flair was on NWA 73 uh, last night, when you think world champions, you think Ric Flair, right? That's right. <laughs> but when you think Stone Cold Steve Austin, do you instantly think of world champion? No. No, and I'll, and I'll volley you this. When you think of Hulk Hogan, do you think of world champion? I think we have to, I think we have to ask the question the other way around. Like when you think of world champion, who do you think of? Who do you think of? You know, that's, that's crazy. Cause I just thought of Ric Flair when I heard you say world champion. Exactly. Rick you know Flair? why too? I think also because you always reference him as the WWF champion. You know what I'm saying? There's always like that WWF tied to like, whether it's Austin, whether it's Hogan, maybe not so I, much Cena. I don't know, but definitely with those guys, you always think WWF champion. Like I was uh, thinking you know, today, like, Oh, sorry, Kevin. Go ahead. No, no, no. It, he's he's right because when you say world champion, Ric Flair is always introduced as the world champion, and every single title he's ever won everywhere is included in it. Whereas Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, is a WWF champion solamente usually, even though he even won, even references WC, even as a WCW champion, like they never really call them like the world champion. They call him the WCW. It's, it's it's weird, but that's kind of the way I just like it. It clicks in my head. Yeah, because I was thinking like Flair cut that promo last night at 73. And I was like, man, he mentioned all these fucking guys. And then he, he mentioned Austin and it had nothing to do with world championships. It was just Austin wanting to hear Harley race stories. And I was like, man, like Stone Cold Steve Austin was arguably the biggest wrestling star ever. And I don't think he's remembered as being like a champion. I think he's remembered for his personality and the beer drinking and fucking with Vince and all that stuff. And yes, he was the champion during some of that. And he main evented three WrestleManias against the rock. Um, but I really like, I never, I don't correlate him with a world championship. If that makes sense. I think cause he transcended the title. Right. And like, you know, like Brett, I think Brett's a world champion. I think Ric Flair is a world champion. Uh, even like the rock, I don't think the rock, you know, when I think of the rock, I think of, all his catchphrases and all that shit. Like I never think like, oh, he's a like he was the world champion a bunch. How about Triple H? I I, I can't, can't see I don't think I can fairly comment on Triple H because I wasn't watching during that time. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I know he's been like what like 15 time champion or something like that. And I know like uh he had the like Bischoff gifted him the big gold belt on that raw. I know. I watch. We got. I got a whole fucking cat fiasco over here going on. We decided the other night. I don't oh, know no. fucking why. Oh no! You get another one? No! 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 We decided Saturday night. Uh, Rhiannon was off Saturday because she was supposed to go to her sister's birthday or uh, baby shower, but her sister got COVID. So yes. no baby shower for you. No soup for you. So she was off. So she cleaned and straightened up um and she left all the doors open and usually we have the baby gates up and we leave the bedroom doors closed because we don't want the cats to kill each other so now we're experimenting with leaving all the doors open so muda can come and go freely uh and we haven't had any issues yet but it's very like 
you know, the, the girls are very skittish when they see him because he's always a surly dude. Nelly. I got, I got to ask, I got to ask you a question. I mean, I love animals. I'm not an animal hater. I prefer dogs to cats, but I did own a cat once. I don't know how the fuck you guys could put up with all this nonsense. Baby gates and separations and keeping them in the other room and stuff. Like, I don't know, man. I, 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 I mean, I'm raising a kid and I got zero tolerance for fucking animals running around the house. I mean, the baby, the baby gates kept them apart and they could see each other. And then we just closed the bedroom door and, and our, you've been to my house. So upstairs, my bedroom connects to the bathroom and the bathroom connects to this room. So the girls have tons of room to run around. They're cats. They fucking sleep all the time. They decide at three o'clock in the morning when I'm sleeping, they're going to jump all over my goddamn head and run around like a bunch of maniacs. See, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. Like even a couple of times, like when I was living in, in uh, New York, uh, you know, we'd come, we'd come back this way for the weekend and like wind up staying at my mother's house. And my brother had, uh, had his little dog angel and I angel was a great dog. Angel was like a freaking little tank. And she just wanted by the door all night long, just whimpering and crying. If she had to lay in the bed with us, she'd knock us out of the bed. Like you can, I couldn't deal with it, dude. Like I love the dog to death, but sorry, puppy, you got to go stay in the other room. I ain't putting up with this. I couldn't no, look, do it, I, man. I get it. Um, the cats are great. So, but they were just, you know, everyone's still adjust. Hopefully I don't have to keep the doors closed anymore. And then they can just roam freely around the house, and not kill each other. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so I brought up NWA 73. It was a huge weekend for the NWA. Sure was. Oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> We had the NWA Empowered pay-per-view, and then we had the NWA 73rd anniversary show. I watched all of Empowered this afternoon. I watched up until Ric Flair's promo, and then I skipped to the main event just because I wanted to have that. So I do plan on going back and watching whatever I missed after Ric Flair, which I think was uh, the women's title match, the Battle Royal. Yeah, the Battle Royal, I was just kind of in and out for it. The one thing I did Did start that. No, because no, they didn't we, know who they didn't tell you who was in it. No yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I started watching Camille and Chelsea Green. Um, and I didn't watch the tag title match, but I know the result. I caught the ending of it. And uh, then I watched, of course, uh, Booger Eater rise to, uh, you know, the heights of the gods of professional yeah, wrestling. The gods of boogers. Before we <laughs> get into fucking Booger Eater, can we talk about Empowered first? Sure. Whatever you want to talk about. It's your show. Kevin, I know you said you were trying to play catch up today. Did you get to see any of Empowered? I saw the Diana Parazzo, um, um, Melina. God, oh yes. my God, oh my God, sound like me. Um, I saw the the Gail Kim segment. I saw. Uh, I think I, I saw Camila Layla Hirsch, and I think that's about it. And I saw the you know the opening like Mickey James coming out and all that stuff. Right. And I oh I watched the 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 was it the yeah it was the cut no that was the next night when cut when uh, Diana Perazzo came out and beat up yes. yeah yeah that was that was, that was the next night okay yeah so uh, I, I tried I, I watched seventy three I I couldn't get hey, to empower I had to pick and choose between which one I wanted to no no you're good you're good with. so. Uh, we we did empower. Oh, Tony, I got I can't. The Farago's not coming through, so everything I play, people can't hear, but it picks up in the recording. Oh, it's all right. My Farago should be coming through. Let me just give you a little test. Let's see. Uh, let me see. Did that work? 
I couldn't hear shit. No. Couldn't hear it for real? No. Holy fuck. Maybe All it's right. maybe it's yeah, Dr. Turn it Frago, up. Dr. Farago's problem. Let me try this. Nothing? I heard I that. hear it, but it's very like very distant. It sounds like it's not coming through. Huh. That's odd. Technology, everyone. Yeah, it's a fucking shit, man. I had like Kevin told me my mic sounded like shit. Then somebody texted me and said my mic sounded like shit. Then three people texted me and told me no music played. <laughs> and Kevin told me no music played. I spent the first eight minutes of the show trying to play fucking music. Yeah, when you li- when you listen back, it's a very weird opening. But you'll know because you'll hear it in when you let li- this recording in podcast form. Everything came through in GarageBand. No, I'm saying our dialogue was very bizarre. Opening. That's, I mean, our, I think our dialogue is pretty bizarre all the time. That must well, make us fun. I can play the commercial break again anyway, so it's no big deal. If it sounds, what do you mean you can play good. the commercial break? I mean, I can play it. It just won't come across in Facebook. No, oh, well, I can play it, and it should come across in Facebook. If we're all muted, we should at least be able to get something. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter, right? You know, if you're listening to the Shining Wizards, you know the shows on the Shining Wizards Network. So, Tony, you know what? When we take our break, I'm just going to play it, and it's going to just pick up on the GarageBand recording, so we don't have to edit or fix anything like we had to do last week when the intro was in and out and low. You know? Did you edit last week? Yeah, remember we couldn't hear the fucking. Oh, the you did. I didn't really. Yes. Okay. Huzzah. Yeah, that we couldn't hear the. We heard all the intro except the music. It was very chop hay. I fucking his name on this show. That fucking guy. Um, So we made picks for Empower. Yes, we did. Oh, boy. Um, I can play like pick music so it comes across. I can play pick music. Here, I'll try out on my end and we'll see how it goes. No, I can't hear fuck all, dude. You can't hear this? No. No. I'm going deaf over here. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. All right, never mind. Never All mind. Right, That's right. Pretend you heard the pick music. It's time. It's time for NWA weekend and power and NWA seventy three picks. Oh man, we all did okay, but Tony did really good one night. All right, let let Matt go through it. I'm going to switch up a couple of things. I might be able to to fix the problem. Okay, so empowered night one. Kevin and Tony went four and four, and I went five and three. All right. Uh, I think the only difference in the pick was uh, I had Chelsea Green winning the Invitational. Yeah, and I had Kara Hogan, and I also lost. Uh, uh, oh God, Kylie against Mickey. I think no, Kylie Mickey was night two. Empower oh. Kylie was in okay. The yeah, Kylie Kyle won, went. so I had that. I had that. No, Kylie lost. She lost all weekend. Right. Right, but she was. But, but you I, had her. You had her no, in the triple no, Kylie, threat. Kylie, Kylie didn't win the triple threat. No, Diamante won the triple threat. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But we so all, we lost all that. had. Yeah, we all lost that. Can you guys hear um, me? Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, we should. We should be able. To good with the music now. We're good. Um, we all had the free babes beating Kylie King and Red Velvet. I like that team, by the way. I was yeah, going. So I was I. flying. I was flying blind into this show. By the way, I have no clue who, you know who half these people are. Neither, neither did we. So, you mean, watch NWA every week. Yeah, but a lot of these people were not in the NWA proper. Like, I mean, look, we all knew the Hex was going to win, right? But you don't know. I don't know. Free babes. I mean, I know Red Velvet and Kylan King from AEW, and when the people talk about it on Wednesday. Other oh, than so the, the the free babes weren't NWA? No, 
Ah, that's I, I thought they were like a big act. That's why I picked them. <laughs> well, you kind of figured because it was three of them and one of them's Gordy's kid that they would at least throw him a bone. But you know, what else do we pick? What else do we miss? Um, uh, well, we all won Diana. Yes, we all won the Hex. Uh, yeah. those two matches. We all won Camille. Camille. <laughs> we all lost. Um. Kylie, we all lost Kylie. Yes, uh, I could not find the results for the Palo Blaze match. Palo won, I believe. Okay, so I might believe. Have to... oh, wait, who did Palo wrestle? Kenzie Page. Yeah, wow. Why don't I? Remember? That was because that was on like a pre-show or something. Oh, it's like, on I YouTube. Look... We can. It's on YouTube. Do we yeah, pick that? We picked that. Yeah, we picked we it. Did. I'm gonna have to make adjustments then because I didn't see it in here. And there were other there were other matches for the pre-show for 73 that I had no idea about. Like like PJ Hawks took on Colby Carino, and then there was another woman's match too. Oh, who else was on the pre-show there? Oh, that was like a six-woman. It was like genocide, Taryn and Paolo against uh the Hex and Lady Frost. You can skip that one. I like Lady Frost. I do too, but the match itself, eh, Paolo's like, eh. no, we all picked Paolo and she won. So I don't think that really affects the standings. Plus one for everyone. Woo. Um, and then I picked Chelsea Green and she won the uh, the Invitational Cup. Tony took genocide. Kevin took Kira Hogan. Uh, Stupid idiot. So you won the night. I won. Guess what, buddy? It didn't matter. Okay, we're not, we're not all winners. <laughs> All right. It didn't fucking matter. All right. I was I gained a game. I was feeling good about myself. And then we get into the 73rd anniversary show. But I'm going to take a piss. So, Tony, I need you to take over this empower conversation real fast. I loved Deanna Parazu and Molina and fucking legit Layla and Camille. The pacing of the legit Layla Camille match. I was all about, man. I thought they told a fucking great story. I'm going to go take a leak. You two can talk about that really fast. Well, I'm not going to talk about stuff that Matt wants to talk about. I'll, I'll leave the legit Layla and uh, Camille's talk and whatnot. It's so funny. Like on the screen right now, we just see. Why is his? Because he's logged in as the Shining Wizards. That's why. He's running. He's not to change that. He probably didn't think to change it. Nobody else could see it. Like everybody else just sees the two of us. Like no. when you bow out, that screen disappears. Oh, yeah. No, that's oh, yeah. not true at all. It is. Because when I disappeared talking to Mickey James last week, there was nothing on the screen. So, so what's the point of having the, the the photo? So we can see it. So we know he's gone. What? That makes no sense. It, isn't it supposed to be for the people? Pop, pop on Facebook. Take a I'm look. I'm going to come on Facebook right now. So am I. Now we're going to be going on Facebook and not talking. Anyway. No, no, no. no. We'll talk, baby. I just got to see um, what's going on here. How does it? That makes All... no sense. All right. What? So just keep. You know, shut up about that. Just no, 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 no. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you? D- oh yeah, I guess you're. Right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to move the show forward. Nobody. Nobody cares. Oh no, they see? care. No, you see, it's just you and me. You're on the yeah. left. I'm on the right. Yeah, you're right. You, I, I told you. All right. Don't doubt the Z-Man. Anyway, <laughs> Z-Man. This, this women's tag title tournament. Tzank, dude, I I have not seen uh, Red Velvet or Kylan King wrestle because I don't really watch AEW. But man, they were fucking impressive. All these teams were impressive. I every single match was awesome. Every single one. The hex is just amazing together too. I love 
that um that uh, oh god uh, oh god why can't i think of her name with the hex allison k marty bell okay yo allison k just uses marty bell as a battering ram the entire match it's fucking awesome that it team so that awesome. team is still good because they're like legit like either best friends or uh, they're like yep. really close outside of the ring and allison k is just like they're they're, they're so they're, i love that team i love I- that team so much it's so great to see them because I remember them from like the first season of NWA. Those are like, they're like OG women. You know, they were all there with, uh, with, um, with Ashley Vox and uh, Thunder Rosa. Vox. So like all those ladies, like, you know, they pretty much started the reboot of the promotion together. So it's, it's just so cool seeing them, bro. The one thing I will say about the tournament can fucking Medusa like was Medusa going into fucking combat after the show. Like, She's wearing her fatigue. She had her boots on. Like, was she off to fight war? Like, I, I didn't quite get that. America, bro. I, yeah, America. Fuck yeah, I get it. But it was just weird. She was like a fucking drill sergeant or something. It just, I don't know. What was weirder? Her outfit or Velvet Sky on commentary? No, all of them. Fucking Medusa, Velvet Sky, Conrad Thompson. I don't know who the fuck that other guy was that was sitting in all night with Joe Galley. It was fucking bad, dude. It Bro, was- Red Velvet was Red Velvet. Velvet Sky was f- atrocious. Yeah. So she talked over everyone. She nope. repeated the mm-hmm. same shit. Bro, during the during the, the the cup, the invitational cup, Kira Hogan comes out. Joe Galley says, Kira Hogan, hottest free agent in wrestling. 15 seconds later, Velvet Sky talks all over the other guy. And then goes, I just realized uh, she's a free agent. And that makes her the hottest free agent in wrestling. And I'm like, oh, good. Pete and repeat are on the fucking show tonight. <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah it was, it's not what you want. And then during, and I'm not, I don't want to jump ahead to the show, but at 73, during the first match, Conrad asked Joe Galley a question of Velvet Sky started to answer. And I guarantee you, Conrad just fucking turned and looked at her like, what are you doing? All right. We got to talk about this. I, I get that. having the, like, first of all, I love that Tim Storm after his match came back and did commentary. I think that was awesome. I would take Tim Storm all night on commentary. I think Dude. he's incredible. Tim's, Tim Storm and Joe Galley, I don't know why they fucked with it. I really don't. Kevin, I'm sorry. Continue. But why? I get why Conrad was there. But why? Why and I got nothing but respect for Conrad. Man has built an empire. But why the fuck is this man doing commentary? He's not a commentator. He was asking the same questions he asked on the podcast. Like, like, um, like when uh like the brawl when Jack Stane attacked, and I know we're jumping ahead, but when Jack Stane attacked Crimson, like he was asking like all the wrong questions. Like he was like saying all the wrong things. It's not about he mentioned nothing about how his partner turned on him with no explanation. He was just like it's like he almost had no product knowledge of it. And I know that's not true because he's a very knowledgeable guy. It, it, it just, it, it, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I love Conrad, but just not. No, I don't blame not. you. Like I said, he was asking the same questions he asks on the podcast. Like he has, hey, Velvet, does, 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 that, uh, does that wrist lock hurt? It's like, really? Like, I mean, it's better than letting her fucking call the action, though. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
And you yeah, would think they would pull her mic back a little bit, but nope. Nope. Pull my mic back. Bro, if you did oh a shot. Oh my god. Time, oh my god. If you oh did my a god. shot every time she said, Oh my god, oh my you would have you would have yeah, died. I, I think I saw your tweet before. It was like if I had a shot, like every time you said she said the word wow. <laughs> oh my god. Every time you, she said, Oh my god. Yeah, so here's the thing. Like with, with commentary and tone, you could probably chime in a little bit with your illustrious commentating career. God. Reacting like you're in shock about something and just saying like, oh, like, oh, man, like, ah, like, whoa. Like, you know what you sound like? You sound like that annoying sports fan at the bar. Yep. Who doesn't know what just happened, but just reacts to like, like what they see and they have no knowledge of anything. So they just react with, Oh, listen, you're a, a commentator. Like 100%. you don't, the Tony Romo doesn't say, Oh, or like he just commentates on what he sees. It's not your, I mean, if you want to show emotion in a big moment, that's fine. I get it. But you just don't do that. You don't go, Oh, or like that. You don't make noises. You talk. So Ken, it's just, I got to ask you, are you sure you've never done commentary before? Because you are on the money with that. One of I my want, I want to do it so bad. You should. I want to do it. I may have to make a phone call. Ooh, Kevin's getting the fucking Rolodex out. I want to so bad. Like it's I I feel I I, I at least want to give it a shot because I think I could be good at it. And I, I'm not even talking. I don't even know which one I would prefer to do, either play by play or color. I was going to ask you, what, what would you think? I don't know. Probably probably color just because i think my knowledge like the older i get my knowledge of like actual of like moves and holds and actually calling stuff might be like i might forget like a like i might confuse like an arm drag with a hip toss or something like that you know what i mean so i'd rather just dissect what is happening because i'm more in depth with like the characters as opposed to the technical aspect of wrestling so i think i'd rather do I think I'd rather do color. Yeah, because color color fills in the blanks. You know, like you can call the move, you can fill in the blanks with the moves like this, this hurts or this hurts. Then you could always throw in so-and-so's had a series of, of injuries to his back. That's why blah 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 is working on it. Or, you yeah, know, and, and then if you don't even necessarily know that, you could just go into the character of who's doing what and say why yep. they're doing it. Like, yep. Like, hundred percent. Like this guy is like a, a wrestler's wrestler. He knows all the, like he knows everything or like he's the most cerebral guy. Like he picks a body part and he does that. So you notice that he's always been doing this. I mean, I feel like I, I might be able to do either one, but I don't think play by play. I don't think I'd be that great at Matt. What about you? If you had to choose one, if you ever marble mouth your way through a wrestling match, which one would you rather do? Man, I would probably do. I think I'd be better doing commentary. Uh, color commentary or play by play? Color. Matt's perfect role would be uh, the Bruno San Martino in the three man booth. He'll just do the replays. I would be. Ter- First of all, I curse too much. Yeah, you can't curse, dude. That, that I know. I know. One that I hate. So I curse too much. Yeah. And then, you know, if you listen to the show, you know, I can barely speak the English language. So. <laughs> It would not be a good look for me. No, it would because whoever hires you, you could say like, "Oh, you know, Matt, he's, he's special." You know, like look at what they're doing for the special community. Come on now, buddy. Come on. I'm just trying to help you out, bro. I appreciate it, but you know what I think my most realistic goal is is probably being that guy that does like the uh, 
the announcing at like a convention. Like here we have, you know, so-and-so and they're just cracking wise with, with them and making jokes. and Like the great, the late great Howard Finkel who said that JTG was sitting with the two man power trip. <laughs> ah, that's right. You can check my episode of uh, new generation. Uh, oh God. What the heck was it called? <laughs> On the two man power trip network. All right, where were we? NWA and Power. Yeah, did you have any thoughts? You wanted to talk Layla and... uh... I thought, look, I thought Layla was like... I know you were not very high on this. We're going to decide who the number one contender is on AEW Dynamite, and then they're going to go on to face Camille. But I thought legit Layla was like the perfect opponent for her. They told the the David versus Goliath story. Legit Layla took her over with some pretty good looking fucking German suplexes. That one off the top rope was fucking crazy donkey city. Um, and I just, I, th- and I thought down. Camille looked good. I know Camille's green, but I thought she really looked good. And I was ran out of time today, but I, again, don't want to get ahead, but I'm, I want to see her match. Cause I picked Chelsea green. Cause I was like, there's no way they take the title off Camille. And because of Chelsea green's pedigree, it would look good if Camille beat her. But I don't know how the match was. I just started it. I didn't I didn't get through it at all. Um, I don't know if you heard Kylan King and Red Velvet. First of all, everybody in that tag tournament impressed me. Yes. But I, I know like Red Velvet's always been like, oh, she botches a lot, whatnot. I don't know what it was, but something lit a fire with her and Kylan King working together because they look fucking really good. Really I like her. Uh. I like her one foot drop kick that she does. Red Velvet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She looked she looked amazing. Which and was, I thought the free babes looked good too. They all did. The tournament there was nothing really wrong with that tournament. Maybe a couple slops here and there, but that's another thing that I really liked. There were a couple of mistakes. I don't I don't know if there was one in the legit Layla match, but there was uh there was one with uh it was later, I want to say it was with Crimson where he was trying to pick up uh, Tom Latimer for something, and he wound up going down. And as soon as he went down, because he lost him, he started grabbing at his ribs. Perfect. You fucked up, but you made it part of the story. Your ribs were hurting you. Like that's I saw that a bunch of times during both shows, and I'm like, that's fucking smart wrestling. That and, impressed and, me. And if you want to go back to like empower, and if you look at how many years a lot of these women have in the business, other than a select few. A lot of them are pretty rel- are relatively new. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, like you have Diamante, you have Mickey, obviously who didn't wrestle, but you have, you know, Diamante, you have all some wrestlers that have been around, but a lot of them in high profile spots, they're good, but they're still new. So th- it's the growing pains. It just happens to be on pay-per-view. So you learn as you go. How, how great is it that Miranda Gordy looks just like her dad? Like she's got the look, oh, the it's attitude. Killer. It's, it's insane. It's insane. She's I love still very that. I lo- green too, though she's still very green. I love that group, and I was really shocked to learn that they weren't like NWA regulars. Are they an, an act on the independent scene by themselves, or do they? I think they're fairly new. Everything I found about Miranda Gordy was all single stuff. I think this is like a new, a new creation. To be honest with you, was it created? I know I'm just asking, and you probably don't know the answer. But was it created just for this? I honestly have no idea. Yeah. So I mean, they work well together. Even even the one on the outside, Hollywood, like with the yes. distraction, everything. Dude, she's like, I, like immediately once I saw Free Babes, I'm like, all right, who's who? 
the one on the outside is easily Buddy Roberts, right? <laughs> Miranda Gordy is obviously Terry Gordy, and Jazzy Yang is, I think, is Michael Hayes. Or dude, maybe, dude, dude. or maybe, maybe Jazzy Yang. How do you know? Maybe one of them is Fantasia. Maybe the other one's uh, Jimmy Jimmy Clark. Jam. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'll give Jazzy Yang Jimmy Jam because I don't think she's Michael Hayes. But I, actually, maybe Roberts is Michael Hayes because she has. She seemed to have the most like doot doot doot. Right. Yeah, it's, it's it's all debatable. I don't think there's a wrong answer. Ooh, that's a good that's a good debate right there. I also, Kevin, since I don't watch a lot of Impact. I don't think Deanna Parazu gets enough credit because her match with Molina, I really enjoyed too. And M- Molina is a veteran, but at the end of the day, Deanna Parazu is heads and shoulders above her wrestling wise. So at the, end, at the end of the day, you still have to, I'm not going to say carry, but you have to work well together. And I think Deanna Parazu is a glue in any match. Like, like the old proverbial saying, put her in there with a broomstick and, She'll make it work. Two things. Two things. Are you going to talk about the botch? No, no, no. Uh, nothing with that. One, if Molina's fucking eyelash falls off and you're the referee and you're in her face, just fucking take the thing off her fucking face. The whole rest of the match, dude, this thing is like stuck on her. It's like, come on. Help a girl out. She's a fucking <laughs> pro, dude. She's a legit fucking like, like big part of the business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Help it's like when out. you're out of... It's like when you're out at a party and you got a boogie, you hope your yeah. buddy tells you, you hope your buddy tells you that you got a boogie. Because I mean, by the way, what'd you think of Joan Jett, the referee, as an aside? Joan Jett, Becky Phillips? Whatever her name is. I thought that was Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Wait, who was the ref for this match? The other the other thing that bugged me, Melina and Deanna's outfits were a little too similar for me. My- I thought they were a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I thought the exact same thing. And I know Deanna's got a whole bunch of, of outfits in her wardrobe. I've seen her wear tons of different things on Impact. Come on. You gotta, you guys got to talk. I mean, don't just talk about what you're going to do. Talk about what you're going to wear. Come on now. Come on. So, so I know this. I, I'm, bear with me here. Broski brings, when he goes on a loop, brings like seven different pairs of gear. And, oh, and oh, just in case. Like something happens where he just doesn't want to wear this on one night. You got to bring at least like two. You have to bring at least two pairs of gear, right? Like you have to for one night. Hope. What if, you know, one, you got to put one in your carry on one in your luggage. God forbid. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, luggage wise, I guess it could be a, a stinker. Cause that no, means I mean, you- like you should bring one in your carry on and then put one in your luggage. God forbid your luggage gets lost. At least you have your gear in your carry on. Oh no! I'm just talking about in terms of matching your opponent and looking exactly the same. Well, yeah, but I'm I'm saying like to your point, you should bring more than one set of gear. Yeah. Agreed. Especially especially Diano and and Molina, like they're pros. And Molina's been wrestling a lot lately, so I yeah, would assume yeah. she had a second set of tights because I don't remember seeing that that version of her tights and on, uh, on NWA. So yeah, and these are like veteran, like they're like super super experienced veterans. So mm-hmm. like. Sometimes when they're like when they were tied up in pretzels on the on the mat, like it was tough to tell who was who. Yeah, like maybe maybe they just don't maybe they don't think that way. I don't know how I don't know how the the, the wrestler's mind works in terms of that. So because I mean I know face wise they don't really look alike, but body wise, height, hair color, it was kind of like a like 
yeah. you know, all thrown together. It was like a giant pretzel. So what were the final standings of this show? Uh, Kevin went four and four. Tony went four and four. I went five and three. Before we move on, before Jack Cartwheel calls in, uh, because we're going to have to talk to him uh, before we get into the NWA 73. The fucking Women's Invitational Cup, right? I loved it. I thought there was a lot of great. I saw a lot of women that I didn't know um, that were new. I was introduced to my. The fucking countdown was all sorts of fucked up. Hey, (laughs) hey, (laughs) stop it. Sorry. Wait. You know how I knew genocide wasn't going to win when they fucking came out and they got beat up by awesome Kong. I said, well, there goes my pick. How are you going to get beat up by awesome Kong and then come out and fucking win this battle Royal thing? I knew it was over. Sorry. Uh, When lady frost comes out and she's not getting in the ring and the fucking camera is just. Oh yeah, bro. I was, and you could, and they were missing at, they're calling the action in the ring. They're missing the action in the ring. Her fucking banner is across the bottom of the screen. And and it wasn't like the camera angles were terrible on the shots in the ring. You could clearly see, you know, the magic behind all the wrestling. It was just like, what the fuck is going on here? It clearly stayed on that picture for more than two minutes, too. Because, you know, the minute they fucking switched out, the countdown started again. So was this Royal Rumble style or was this gauntlet style? It was Royal Rumble, but it was more than just over the top, wasn't it? Yes, it was only pinfall and submission. There you go. Every two minutes. Okay, so the entries were Royal Rumble style, but yes, you couldn't over the top rope or through the ropes didn't matter. Right, okay. you, you had to win by pinfall or submission. Which is weird too, because when they had the men's battle royal for the national championship title shot, guys were getting shit canned through the ropes, and it was counting as eliminations. That's got to be an old NWA rule. It's just weird. It's so weird. Like, I think that I'm only assuming this, but it has to be because like that's how they did it back in the day. And they want to keep a tradition for NWA. Hmm. When, uh, before our guest joins us, was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about for or empower aside? From- uh, I'm a big Debbie Milanko fan and that mullet. <laughs> um, I love Masha Slamovich. Yep. That's one of Dino um, Gatz's uh, girls, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Thunder Kitty was pretty cool. Uh, that Jamie Single had a nice look. Um, and Tootie Lane was over like like Rover. Tootie Lane. Dun, dun, dun. And Lady Frost looked like a million bucks when, once she finally got in the ring. Yeah, but she was she was a pain in the ass this the next night. But we'll talk about that when we get to uh, NWA seventy three. Um, awesome Kong coming out and having a little this and that with uh, Gail Kim and announcing officially her retirement. Yeah, that was cute. That was awesome. That was a fun segment. It was. It was. It was. It was kind of sad too. And yo, Gail Kim looks fucking amazing. Oh my god. So, so does, does Mickey Tar- James. I yeah. know, dude. And, and Tar- 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 and Taryn Terrell. The, oh yeah. The legend. The legend. The legend. Terrell. But then she. You know what? I'm refraining from what I was yes, going to say. Yes, let's let's do that. They all look, they're all beautiful women. They look fantastic. Overall, I thought it was a good show. I probably Oh, go- yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed the shit oh, out of it. Maybe an A minus, maybe B plus. I yeah. didn't watch enough to give it a grade. So, but from what I saw, A. Whoa, KG. Nice. Right, I'm going to get another beverage real quick before a guest pops up. 
All right, Kevin's going to get another drink. Tony, how was your week, man? We, uh, we, me and Kevin caught up with each other before, but uh, I don't know. People out there in podcast land want to know how your week's going, buddy. You were a little late to the show. Yeah, it's been crazy. A lot of moving and the shaking behind the scenes here, but uh, everything's working out. Did I tell you I got my new refrigerator? I told you about my new refrigerator. My new Maybe. Refrigerator. I don't know. I mean, you told me people were off the Patreon list, and I was like, I don't remember. And then when I looked at my Patreon list before the show, they were all crossed off. So clearly I'm fucking losing my mind. <laughs> it's, it's been a whirlwind week, but everything, everything's been positive. So there, there's that. The kids start school next week. They're going oh back in person. Unfortunately, he has to wear a mask for like most of the day, which kind of sucks, but... Other than that, man, everything's been fucking aces. Everything's I, been aces. All right, I dig that. Is uh, Jimmy Cartwheel coming in soon? Jack Cartwheel should be should be calling very soon. I confirmed with him. Uh, I was pretty what's, clear that. What's Jack plugging for us today? Jack Cartwheel. We're going to talk a little PWG. He's pretty new to the game, so he's going to introduce himself to uh, to our fan base. Uh, he's got a big six man tag match coming up at PWG's show on September twenty sixth. Three Mendes. Six, uh, where he's teaming with Dante Martin, Alex Zane, and they're taking on Jake Atlas, Trey Miguel, and Myron Reed. Wow, that's a hell of a team right there. Yeah, and he made his debut in August at the Return PWG show in a losing effort to Tony Deppin. So uh, we'll talk about that. He's done some GCW work. Uh, he spent some time in the ring with uh, a lot of a lot of the uh, the younger uh, up and comers, Jordan Oliver's, and and of that nature. So. He should be joining us shortly, but we, I'm, um, you know, going to not stall. If he doesn't call, he doesn't call. Oh, no. Well, I don't know. He's, he's three minutes late, buddy. Oh, no. Well, maybe, maybe because he's on the West Coast, he thinks it's later. I don't know. I was very clear with Eastern, but whatever. NWA 70. Do you want to hit the pick music? Three. Three? 73. <laughs> I've had a headache all day. Let's, let's try this. It's time for the Shining Wizards pay-per-view pick extravaganza, part two, NWA 73rd anniversary. Woo! God damn, woo. God damn, Kalisto. Woo. God damn. God damn. Fucking double Kalisto, double luchador. Double fried chicken, motherfucker. Fucking double Kalisto, double luchador. Double fried chicken. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeedy. As the static plays in the background. Yeah. Um, what is that? I have no idea what that is. I, I appreciate the effort, but. What? You don't hear the static? No. And did you hear the us saying? You Same heard, thing you heard my face, the, my Facebook stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a fucking mess over here tonight. Dude, I love it. I love it. Good job, man. Come on. This is why. Listen, this is why we're great. <laughs> people love the human error. I love it. Um, if you watch the NWA 73rd anniversary show, just know that Tony, our resident expert, NWA. That's right. <sighs> He went perfect. He went seven and zero. Oh. Bang! Uh, I, I Kevin did. went a respectable five and two. Yo! Oh no! 
That's right. And I lost the first two matches. So I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? I went three and four. Uh, <laughs> Lufa. Wait, we got we got winter music for Matt too. I uh yeah, I made oh, I just a, pulled the muscle. I'm, I made a couple I'm look, I made my pick with what I said I was gonna do. All right. I wasn't picking fucking booger eater. Stupid. No, it's not stupid, okay? When Book. he came out with the Harley race jacket on, did you realize you done fucked up? No, when he came out, I said, this guy's putting boogers all over this Harley race jacket. He's like, you got Ric Flair coming out in a fucking three-piece suit. Nick Aldis sitting in the crowd for night one of empowering a three-piece suit. This fucking redneck booger-eating son of a bitch is wearing his flannels. He's picking his nose. He's flinging it at people. Sweet Charlotte's going to be covered in boogers. We're Play the stupid clip. I won! I won! Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Wait, so didn't Mickey James... Put to rest the booger eating rumor. One did she put to rest? Didn't she say like she didn't know that he does boogers? One would Kevin, if you were eating boogers, would you do it in front of people? <laughs> Wait, so how do you know that he's doing it? He looks like he eats boogers, dude. Oh, that's right. He looks like he does it, so it must be true. Uh, it's my story, all right. <laughs> Fucking asshole, booger eating son of a bitch. I really thought this. I really thought this came from somewhere where he was like, there was like a YouTube video where he was like, maybe caught it like an impact taping, like taking his nose. No, this is just me being a fucking asshole. (laughs) To the to the credit of the NWA, Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch, it was a fantastic match. It was an excellent story. Uh, Fucking Billy Corgan, dude. Some people. Right, Kevin looks good in a fitted hat with the brim not bent. Right, okay. Billy Corgan, he looks like a penis with a cap on. Your boy Billy, he had that fucking zero gear, whatever dumb shit he's wearing. You got to talk to homeboy Tony. Reach out to him. You know what? Like, if you're putting on what your your company's biggest pay per view, two nights worth, you gotta fucking dress up, dude. Yeah, right? especially if you're gonna, if, especially if you're gonna actually show up on on camera. Like a bunch of times, like to, for, for yeah. when he presented the original like women's championship belt and when he got out there and he was getting involved with Nick Aldis and, and during the middle of the match. It's yeah. like Nick Aldis should have punched him right in his fucking nose. I mean, I get it. You're a rock star, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, this is your company. You're the owner of this company. Put a freaking suit on, man. Like every every and like even independent companies do this. Now you show up to the show. You you dress nice. Yep. You try to. I always, I always wore a suit. I always had a suit on, a nice top. fucking guy. Listen, you got to dress the part, man. So you either, what I would do is I would either put like jeans and tuck in like a dress down shirt with a tie, or I would just wear whatever I would, whatever the logo was of the place that I worked. Yeah. So that, that's all I would, that's all you got to do. But, I, but like if you're, if you're going to appear just like, oh, just <laughs> look, look, look the part, man. You're the owner of the freaking company. And I got to tell you, too, I, I know I talked about it a little while ago. Um, you could skip the women's six woman match on the pre-show, but check out PJ Hawks and Colby Carino. They fucking tore it up. I, I was able to squeeze that in at work today, Tony. I'm glad you said that because that's a great match. The, the, the reversals and getting out of things like they knew each other so well. Nothing looked like it was planned either. Like everything was just so smooth. It was so good. It was almost too perfect, really. 
Yeah, and Joe Galley really set it up nice. Like, people might not know who, like, on the grand stand might not know who Luke Hawks is, but the fact that they still mention that PJ Hawks is a second generation wrestler and we saw Luke Hawks in the battle Royal later on. It's still like, it made, it, it made PJ feel at least a little bit more important. And it's a battle of second generation wrestlers. So Joe, Joe Galley, I believe it was Joe Galley did a great job um, doing that, setting that up. A little, a little word. If, if something was good on commentary, it was probably Joe Galley, unless you could recognize Tim Storm. Otherwise, it was some other fucking rumdum they stuck in there. It took me a while to realize that Jim Storm or Jim Tim Storm came back on the on the show because I'm like, oh my god, are they going to put him back in commentary after wrestling? But I'm so glad they did. He had the suit on, he had the jacket on, he had the tie oh, yeah, on. He's a professional. He's a, he's a fucking school teacher and a principal, dude. Like he's a professional. I did like the touch with the uh, the Blazers, the NWA logos on them. Old and I like the and I like the look of the ballroom. That was fucking sharp. But they pan down, you can see all the carpet and stuff. That was, I dug that. And the big NWA in the background on the stage. It was cool. And the big, and the big bush sign. Well, <laughs> that's right. We're sponsoring. Oh, dude, I love that. That like when I saw the bush, like bush light was like our beer in college. Like that's what we drank, bush light. So it was great. That like that got me in the feels. Uh. James Storm, Chris Adonis for the national title. I love the ending. I'm sure you guys saw our boy ref Kevin Keenan on the uh, matches. Yeah, I did. How, how great was it, though? It's not that my boy. James Storm thought he won, and Keenan's like, no, I saw the foot. And then, and then uh, Adonis cheated, and he didn't see his feet. That's some fucking heat right there. Son of a bitch. Look, I would made my picks, but I didn't think... I couldn't pick fucking Booger Eater, okay? I wasn't picking Booger Eater. I really thought, like, the James Storm was going to beat Chris Adonis because I thought there was a little tension between Chris Adonis and Nick Aldis. Hey, you, know, um, you know what's funny? I'll stop you there. NWA did, like, a, um, I don't want to say a best of, but it was a pseudo building to the pay-per-views last week, and they showed the Colt Cabana-James Storm match where Colt Cabana lost the championship to James Storm. So I thought maybe they were trying to build something up there, but it was, it was a weird choice to go with. And it was a really weird match, too, where, like, he beat up Cole Cabana before the match, and then he wound up submitting him and stuff. But I don't know. It was just weird. And I thought Kratos and Stevens were on the same page finally. That's why I picked them. Yep, they were, but that shit had that, that ran its course. That was a really good match. I really enjoyed that match. That tight Yeah, I didn't, match. I didn't get to watch that yet. I think, bro. I, huh? Oh, uh-huh. no, go ahead, Kev. And I, I know I don't I haven't seen a whole lot of Kratos, um, but I really like from what I saw in that match, like, dude, like, all right, this guy's a freaking player. Like mm-hmm. he has a generic look, bald head, beard with the little thing going. But I don't know enough about like I said, I'm flying blind in this show. So not seeing him on championship wrestling or, you know, primetime or this and that. I really don't know, dude. He did like, what did he do? Like an insiguri from the ground up onto the guy who was on the top rope, one of the uh-huh. rebellion guys. Dude, I was like, oh my God, this guy is good. And then he suplex into like the Falcon Arrow type deal. Like this guy is good. Like he's really good. All right, boys. We're going to uh, table our NWA 73 conversation as uh, tonight's guest is uh, joining the Shining Wizards wrestling podcast there he is mr jack cartwright hey how's it going guys good how are you mr cartwheel i'm great i'm great sorry about that i um totally forgot it was eastern time and i I have all my alarms set for like seven and so yeah my bad it's that west coast time yes sir 
I had a conversation with my wife last night. We were watching uh, the hurricane coverage, and it was like oh, one wow, o'clock. Yeah. And it was like one o'clock here on the East Coast. And then I saw the time in the bottom. I said, "God damn, ten o'clock on the West Coast. That must be nice." Yeah. <laughs> and she said, "Yeah, but you would have been waking up at three o'clock in the morning then to go to work today." And I said, "You're yeah. right. It must yeah. be nice being in a hurricane at ten o'clock." <laughs> Ooh. It all it all sounds never want to be in a hurricane. That sounds exactly. very scary. So, Mr. Cart, do I call you Mr. Cartwheel? Can I call you Jack? Uh Cartwheel's great. Cartwheel. Cartwheel. Yes. You're uh you're you're how do I say? What are you going for? Word. English is not my best forte, yeah, this is so just bear with me. Um you're, you're fairly new in the wrestling game. A lot of our audience is being introduced to you the first time. The wrestling world uh, kind of has their fingers on the pulse, though. GCW, you recently debuted at PWG. What's that moment like for you? We all know what PWG means to the independent wrestler. Uh, when you get reached out to by PWG, who reaches out to you, and what is your reaction? Um, well, so first I got a uh, word from it from Tony Deppin, actually, um, and he asked me for my email because the person who is going to reach out to me, which I didn't know who it was, does not have Twitter. They don't have um, Instagram, they, um, which is how I usually do most of my, my bookings and stuff. Um, so he, he just said, is someone's going to someone's going to give you an email. Just be ready for it. And then when I received that email with um with the uh with the tag of pwg it uh it was insane it was really cool um just uh something that something that i've looked forward to for so long and i mean as uh that sounds so cliche like oh yeah i've been waiting for that for so long but yeah it was just uh insane i was just ready um i just knew when i got that that it was time for me to to turn it on for me for me to to really dedicate as much time and effort as i could to be ready that and make sure that when I make that debut, when I have that match, that I'm ready to to be seen by everyone. That I'm not slouching. I'm not, um, you know, taking taking it off, taking it easy on myself. So yeah. So so, what, oh, sorry, Kev. So when the phone starts ringing more and more, or the emails start coming in, what is it like to you when you see more and more companies like a Game Changer Wrestling, which we we're all very familiar with? We all know everyone in the country as they go from Houston to you know. Chicago to New York to Atlantic City. What is that like when the phone keeps ringing more and more? Like, hey, we want cartwheel. What's that like for you? Like, how does that make you feel? Um, it's it's absolutely amazing, one hundred percent. It's really really cool. However, there's also it um there there is a certain amount of anxiety with it because I feel like in every single different type of transaction, there's I try to think of it in a much more business type standpoint that like each one of these transactions that they could just come from a DM or like an Instagram thing, which makes it seem much more social and much more, um, much more relaxed. But when you really look at it, it's like, this is a business decision. These are all, these are all um, I- I- inquiries. Yeah. So these are all um, like new, new clients or whatever. So it, it's, it's really awesome, really cool. And um, it's, hard to um just keep track of it all also for for a good amount of time earlier in around april when april and may i i remember specifically when things uh 
started really, really rolling that I accidentally like double booked myself on some places just because every single thing that I got, I was like, yes, 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 yeah. I'm down. I'm doing it. Yes, yes. And then I found myself like double booking myself for a couple of days and I had to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, um, I I'm just so quick to say yes to everything that um, I'll, I'll start rolling like that. So um, but it's really awesome, really cool. And just to be able to have the experience to be in the ring with all these guys and to be in the locker room with these people who have seen things that I've only read or things that I've only seen on TV um, is really, really special. So you, you get the, you get the email from PWG. Not only do you have to debut in PWG, but you're the first match in PWG since the pandemic. Yes. I mean, you want to talk about Holy shit. (laughs) They really were like, Go on, kid. Get out there. Let's see what you can do. Um, yes. And I know the 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 match isn't uh, the the event is not available yet. I know they're taking pre orders at prowrestlinggorilla.com, but there's clips out there of you and Tony Deppen. I mean, if there's, it, it looked like a phenomenal match, and it looked like you got over with the crowd because they're bringing you back for so for three mendes, uh in a sick six six man tag match wild uh, wild match <laughs> you dante martin and alex zane against the returning jake atlas trey miguel and myron reed i mean holy shit take us back to that night mystery vortex seven the fans don't know you know that's the whole gimmick with mystery vortex they don't know who's wrestling they don't know who's on the card here you are you're in the back you and tony deppen go out first go ahead kid bring us all back bring pwg back man it was a. Uh... It was really nerve wracking, obviously, and it. Um, but for some reason, for some reason, I felt good. For some reason, I um, I was more excited than nervous. I think that that like part of my brain, that part of like my chemicals or whatever, started started firing off a lot more than than the nerves. And um, and I was just ready. I was excited to debut. I knew I knew what I could do, and I just knew that I just needed to, to to do what I can do, you know, and just execute what um i've already done before you know in terms of of moves in terms of style in terms of character i just needed to to not allow the big stage to make me look small and um that was that was what kept on going through my mind and lee moriarty was was a huge part of my pre-match like hyping myself up because he he did see me get a little bit nervous he comes up to me he's like He's like, look, Jack, like you're, you're a good guy. You're a good kid. You know, um, you, everything that you, you may, you mean to be here, you know, like, don't get nervous. You got this. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, and, and even in the locker room, because it's mystery vortex, I had no clue who I was going to see down there. So, and I was the, the second person who got there and I was just hanging down in the locker room and, JD Drace comes and then all, all these other wrestlers start coming in and um, Black Tarus and everything. And it's just, I, I even just as, as a wrestler, it's just sitting there not knowing who even knows who I am. Um, just uh, kept my head down for the most part, you know, stayed, stayed to myself, but everyone was super cool, super nice. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really nerve wracking for sure. But I was I was really excited. And uh, yeah, 
you, you mentioned that, you know, nerve wracking nerves obviously play a big part in everything. And I think like Taz said it best, like the day, like, or I forget who said it, but the day that I'm not nervous is the day that I stop wrestling. <laughs> so let me ask you this though, in terms of nerves, but how confident are you before you go out to the ring that every single time you think that you know that you're going to put on a fantastic performance for the audience? How confident are you before you go out to that ring? Ooh, um, I think it changes match to match. If I'm being honest, sometimes, sometimes you just know, sometimes you have like a really good feeling, you know, and sometimes, sometimes you're a lot more nervous and that uh, stuff might get to you. And it, it could go day by day or week by, by week for me, at least personally. Um, but I think most of the time I try to psych myself up and try to think that at the end of the day, I'm here to have fun. I'm here to have a good time. I'm here to entertain and if that anxiety and that nerves like overruns the joy that would that comes from wrestling then why am I doing it and it has not even even come close to that yet so it hasn't it hasn't been very bad at all and exactly what you were saying that um the same the feeling of nervousness and the feeling of excitement is the same exact feeling it's just the different ways that your brain interprets it and your your palms get sweaty your body gets like very jittery so it's it's the same stuff. Um, it's just how you interpret it, I guess. Is there a sense of comfortability with Tony Deppen, uh, knowing that you've worked with him before at GCW, where you know, I know what Tony is capable of, and we kind of have a rapport. So it's going to be, it takes a little bit of the edge off. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, that was that was a huge thing that because um, like I trust I trust him one hundred percent. He's amazing and like especially his style and I've watched a lot of his matches and I knew kind of what to expect from from the match and um in terms of like the flow and the style and uh yeah and and just he uh just being as as a great as a veteran he is and just knowing how to help young guys and being so uh selfless you know um so, yeah, no, it, it, it was amazing to know that it was with someone that I've already worked with, uh, especially someone that I wrestled at GCW, which has probably been one of my favorite GCW matches that I've had as well. Uh, you, we're, we're talking with uh, Jack Cartwheel at Jack Cartwheel on Twitter. If you go follow him on Twitter, that pin tweet is about a minute, 45 second video. It's got over 9,000 views. It really introduces you to Jack and, and sees all sorts of crazy shit that he does, like acrobatic, crazy stuff court. Like he does this weird thing where he's like outside the ring, but he's holding himself up. Like one of those, you know, videos where you're like, I could never fucking do that. Uh, <laughs> and then he like does like a six, one, nine, he kicks the guy's legs out. And I'm like, man, I could barely fucking do a push-up, and this guy's holding <laughs> himself up by the, by the ropes. But it's an awesome video, and it's a great way to, to introduce yourself to Jack. So be sure you're following him on Twitter, at Jack Cartwheel. You. Um, you're, you're going into to three men to six, September 26th, PWG. Crazy, crazy six-man tag action. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine the chaos, but you've also been involved in a couple – six man scrambles in GCW. I mean, what, what is that just kind of like, it just seems like crazy craziness. Is it the preparation for that? Is that like, you know, you're going to wrestle Tony Depp and that's one-on-one. -on -one. Now you're going to get in there with five guys with, with, you know, fucking 
Nick Wayne and Grim Reefer and Adius Cougar, and you gotta you guys gotta put together a six way match. What what goes into like how much preparation? The longest fucking question ever. Yep. Those are um those are interesting, you know, because uh with with a six man scramble like that, there's there's a lot of moving parts, obviously. There's a lot of things that need to get done in order to tell a story, but I've actually done a lot of um a lot of six man tags through lucha matches uh in this past year at at RGR Lucha Libre and I've had the the opportunity to step in the ring with El Santo and uh with Blue Demon Jr. And so those those like lucha matches, I think those six man lucha matches has definitely helped me kind of understand how a larger match can flow um like easily and and it's given me experience on how to kind of prepare a match like that in in terms of uh who's coming in where and why um and how to make it great you know how to make sure that everyone is uh doing their part so oh sorry Kevin, you're clearly a, a extremely athletic guy what's your athletic background sports uh gymnastics anything like that like what what prompted you to get into wrestling first and how did you become so like legit athletic in the ring Thank you. So I um so I did gymnastics for a really long time. I went from probably literally like jamboree, like three, two years old, where I like could barely even walk, where like my parents would come into classes with me all the way up until I was 16, where I did um I competed on national level. Um and I even uh placed on on vault in states when I was 14 and I was able to uh, do a gymnastics meet with college guys when I was 16. So that was really, really cool. Um, so I did, I did that type of gymnastics. You know, I wasn't great at pommel horse. I have, I have short arms and a big butt, so I wasn't good at that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, rings also wasn't my best thing, but, um, yeah, so they, that definitely gave me a really amazing, great foundation that transferred very well to wrestling and or to pro wrestling I did amateur wrestling for one year my junior year of high school but it really wasn't it wasn't my favorite thing uh just because I I lost a lot of weight and I was coming in so late that all the all the competitors that I was wrestling all had so much experience and I was coming in like really strong so I was able to do a lot of stuff because I was just stronger than a lot of kids but um so that was the amateur wrestling and gymnastics. I also played football since I was six, uh, in sixth grade. And I'm actually still playing football right now. I actually had a practice yesterday morning before I went to go do a lucha show last night. Um, and then I'll have practice tomorrow. And I actually have a game in Oregon coming this Friday. So that'll be really fun. All right, let's, all right, let's talk about that. Like, what, yeah. like, who, who are you playing football for? Is, it, yeah. is this college, semi-pro? What are you doing? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, uh, I play at Chapman University. Okay. Right. Yeah. What, what um, position? Uh, I'm a running back. Well, I'm a fullback, actually. I, I actually get time at fullback, but I play running back. Um, Got that Christian McCaffrey vibe to you now that you see that. Now that I, see that. I wish. I wish I was that yeah. good as him. <laughs> um, but uh, so then, yeah, football, gymnastics, wrestling, um, and uh, some soccer and baseball when I was super young. But yeah. That's cool, man. We just want to get you to introduce you to our audience. I think it's a, a really good thing to get that background out of, out of it. Um, all right. So PWG. 
He's, you know, he's a two-time team MVP. What, yes. for Chapman University? <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Oh. And he's a defensive MVP and a three-time All-League running back. Don't undersell us on what you do, Mr. Carwheel. Well, Come on now. That, that was high school. Those are high school stats. I, w- I that, that wasn't at Chapman. That's still better than what I've done. <laughs> thank you thank you all right so i got my fantasy football draft coming up next week mm-hmm. i don't know where i pick that's what's, a problem if, if you had like, what's your goat like if you ever do you ever play fantasy football i i definitely do i haven't done too much research on it this for this year because our drafts aren't until this weekend but right. this week, I will definitely do my research. Yeah, I'm going to do my due diligence this weekend. And I'm just wondering, like, what is the most valuable position to you when you're in your first pick? Ooh, in fantasy? Yeah. I would say probably a, most people pick a wide receiver or running back, I would yeah. say, yeah. which never really made sense to me. I always think, like, people don't pick quarterbacks until way later in the draft, and that never made sense to me because quarterbacks bring in, like, the most points consecutively yeah. every single week. So – I don't know how or why that works like that, but that's I just follow that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, unless you're Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or someone True. like that, then True. they're going they're going late. So yeah, that's a little, little sidebar action there, Matty boy. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I got my I got to draft tomorrow, and I got one next Monday night during the show. So yes, I'm in two, what I'm in two a lot of running backs returning from injury though, like Saquon and Christian McCaffrey and. Uh-huh. Tony, calls to make. Sorry, Tony, the resident fantasy football champion, he's going to chime in now. Well, I'm surprised nobody said they're going to draft Jack Cartwheel to their team. Come on. <laughs> he's still in college, dude. So he doesn't put up numbers every week? There's not. You can't do fantasy <laughs> college football, can you? Well, of course you can. You can do whatever you want in this world. It's 2021. There you go. Right? Jack, let me ask you. You ever throw yes. a cartwheel after you scored a touchdown? Uh, I've thrown a backflip once um so my sophomore year of high school it was our high school has always been not the best at football our sophomore year we were finally five and or sorry four and four and five coming into the last game of the season and it was in double overtime I scored that last touchdown in the overtime uh in the 10 yard line hit a backflip the whole thing it, it was it was amazing really cool experience did your coach yell at you not to do it again? Not at all. He he <laughs> loved it. <laughs> Dude, there's a difference between showboating and rubbing it in. Yes. There's a 100%. difference. You mentioned uh, you did a Lucha Libre show last night. You teamed for – you were with Donovan Trio. Am I saying that right? Tro? Uh, yeah. So uh, Donovan Troy, he was more managing uh, Powder Baby, who was my partner. Um, but, you know, I'd be glad to, to step on any team. What is a power baby? Uh, Powder baby. Uh, she, I'm, I'm pretty sure she, her character identifies as a she, um, but she's a luchador who um, does a lot of flamboyant um, moves and, and stuff. And uh, she's been wrestling for quite a while. Uh, and uh, I want to say she's from San Diego originally, but yeah. Did you guys face the, did you guys face the black turtle? Yes. Yeah. That how sin- how sinister is the black turtle? Got got these right here. <laughs> got fucking black turtle, you <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Up. See, you never never trust a turtle, especially yeah. a black turtle. That's not even the right color. Are those hickey? No. 
No, those aren't hickeys, you weirdo. What's wrong with you? They, they're weird, right? They, I, they, yeah. they came from chops too. I, I don't even know. Apparently, yeah. apparently, he wasn't turtle enough for their turtle club. Turtle, turtle. That's, that's not. A, that's an old turtle trying to reference. chop your nipples off. Like that's that's just a weird spot. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> uh, you this show that you were on last night. I mean, Psycho Clown, Laredo Kid. What? How important is it for you to be on a show with these guys and then kind of be under their learning tree? Do you ever get the opportunity to pick their brains while you're uh, in the locker room? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It um. I get to talk to them that, that, that promotion, actually RGR, they are always bringing in really, really big names. So it's a, every time it's a great experience to, to see them communicate and stuff backstage and to be able to talk to them a little bit. I, I try my best not to ask too many uh, questions that, that make me come off as like, I don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? But I, uh, yeah, 100%. I, I, uh, love just having those guys there and, and talking to them and uh, picking their brain on just whatever. By the way, what you just said right there, that's sage advice, no matter what you go into. Mm-hmm. Only ask the questions that you're sure aren't going to make you seem like you're either too eager or you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yes, sir. Great answer. It was, um, they had the, the triple a uh, title backstage right there. That was really cool to be able to see that. And I got to hold it for a little bit. It's like, well, you know, I would have, I would have <laughs> totally snuck a picture with me in that belt. I would have mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. done that. Yeah. Uh, we're on the line with Jack cartwheel at Jack Jack cartwheel on Twitter. Give him a follow. Um, so I follow you on Twitter. Interesting news the other day. Rumor came out that the WWE wasn't scouting independent wrestling anymore. And you kind of put a tweet out. Were you yes. surprised at the responses you got and who responded to your tweets? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I was I was really surprised with who responded to the tweets. It was it was more like of a a general kind of thing. Like it, it didn't. The, new, the news that they weren't really scouting independent wrestlings as much isn't like I, I understood deep down that like if, if someone's great enough, if, some, if someone is good enough of wrestling, they're still going to be able to be scouted. I just thought it would be I I was looking through Twitter and it, it seemed to be overflown, like wildly overflown with a lot of people saying, oh, I don't care. Like, oh, whatever. They can do their own thing. Yada, yada, yada. And there was like barely anyone being like, hey, like, that's actually not good. You know, like just in the grand scheme of things, like I, I get it. But like in the grand scheme of everything, like that's not a good thing that that they wouldn't be looking at independent wrestlers like at all. So it definitely um, I thought that I should definitely say something to that um, in that type of way. And yeah, to have like Lance Storm comment on it and Chris Bay DM me and um, yeah, just how many people were uh chimed in on um giving me amazing positive things that to keep my head up and stuff and um i uh yeah it was just really cool and then even uh don callis uh quote tweeted on lance storms to tell me to quit the business um yeah so and really and you cool. know and you know that don callis quit the business thing is just like hey like we're over here too now like there's other places that you mm-hmm. can go and make. So I feel like when I saw that, like that's kind of what he meant by that. Like, quit, don't quit the business, but hey, like we're over here as well. Mm. Yes. Place, like that's what I took from that. And it, it's just, it's just so incredible. And it's, 
it's not the first time that if it's true, it's not the first time that it's happened. Like, but then again, like it's, true. it's cyclical. Like they, they get the, the, you know, the, 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 like the models, the actors, the athletes, but then you have the Kevin Owens, the Daniel Bryan, the CM Punks and, and then that changes again. And then it goes back. So like, I wouldn't be discouraged. Like Lance Storm said, if you're good and you stand out, you'll, you'll, you'll find your way. Yes. Yeah. I hope so. Thank you. Is the, um, so, so obviously not obviously, but WWE is on the checklist, right? Yeah. What else, what else does a young Jack cartwheel want to do is something like best of the super juniors. Uh, is that something on the list? Cause I think you are like prime for that dude. Like, look, PWG don't fuck around. They know how to pick them. And if you're on a PWG show, like with all, you know, rocket wheel, you go rocket up your ass, bro. You're going to be, you're going to be That's everywhere. Cool. Jack Hartwheel is going to be those Jack Hartwheel shirts are going to be everywhere. Man, um, man. You got to look from, from what I've seen and there's matches of yours on YouTube and they're available, you know, through so many different forms of social media, which is wonderful now for the young independent wrestler. You're super talented. And I can only imagine when the, when this COVID nonsense starts to go away and the world starts to open up a little more. Um, I think you're going to be a name on a lot of people's tongues. And then, you know, they bring that new Japan, uh, LA dojo, super J over here. Look out people. Jack cartwheel, El Fantasmo sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, other things that I, I would love to do, like uh, I, I want to travel with wrestling. Like tra- traveling is one of the biggest parts of wrestling that I find so cool that like I went to Texas for my first time over the summer because I did wrestling there. And um, Japan, I've always wanted to go to Japan and I could, I'd could i be down to do anything in Japan and Mexico or Mexico City. I went to Tijuana twice, but uh, you know, I, I it's only a taste. Like I, I want to... I want to travel. I want to go around, you know? Um, so yeah, Mexico, Japan, AAA, like new Japan is wherever. I know that by the end of 2022 is when I said like, it, that, that was a goal for, for me by, by the end of 2022, I want to go to Japan at some point, um, which might be, might be really maybe too fast, maybe too slow, but I would rather set a goal like that than set a small goal, you know? And um so yeah, those are definitely things that I really, really, really want to do, um, and win, win a little bit more, maybe. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> this this is a generic podcast uh, question one hundred and one here. Um, is there anyone that you modeled your ring style after? Is there anyone that you looked up to and said, "I want to be like that person," mm-hmm. or are they t- or, or are they two different things? Maybe you looked up to this person and then want to be like that, and then realize that you had. A completely different skill set and want to be like somebody else now like is there anything- yeah yeah go ahead well it was um i would say i've definitely based a lot of my stuff off of a couple guys and kind of like mixed it in wherever it, it would fit um ach is one of them ach is a really amazing athlete and in terms of how i feel like i i base a lot of my character off of his because he did such an amazing job of being athletic and being really confident without it becoming cocky, you know? Um, And Kota Ibushi's freaking amazing. One of my favorites like that. I've definitely looked up to and try to 
try to take some stuff from. And then Pac or Neville was also one of my very, very top guys that I definitely would. I mean, that would be insane to be able to wrestle him at some at some point because um, he was a guy that I looked up to when I first or not first started watching wrestling while I was watching wrestling and saying like, hey, like we could we kind of like have like a lot of things in common in terms of like body type or um, and size and just the way he moves and stuff, just being able to to have power and speed type stuff. Uh, so him, him, uh, Will Osprey, uh, freaking, he tweeted at me too. Really cool. Um, and yeah, yeah. I would say th- those are definitely like the main guys. Chad Gable also, um, short guy, strong, amazing wrestler. So, uh, yeah, those, those are a couple. You can definitely, when you, when you watch Jack, uh, cartwheel, you can see uh, a little bit, a little bit of those guys sprinkled in there. Uh, and you and uh, you know, a compliment from Will Osprey. Uh, he claims he's the real world champion. We all know it's bullshit. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I know we never lost the title, but come on, Chingo. Yeah. When you went to Texas, did you fuck with that Whataburger? I did, but I'm still in and out guy for sure. Yeah, it's overrated. The Whataburger. <laughs> if um, you. It was a better, it was a better patty for sure. The patty was definitely better. The meat was definitely better, but in and out had a better burger, but both of them are insanely blown away by the, by the, uh, honey chicken biscuit that they had at Whataburger. That, that was better than both of those burgers. <laughs> so game changer. So, I'm so mad we don't have either one of those in Jersey. If you go to Japan, right? I always ask this mm-hmm. to the guys that want to go to Japan or have been to Japan. Lance Archer did our show. Mm. Big big fan of the raw horse. Would you try raw horse? Ooh. Would I try raw horse? I think so. I think I can see myself trying raw horse. If in in when in Rome, I think I, I might I might try that. You know, if, if everyone, yeah. if I was with a group of people and they were all doing it, I'm like, you know, what? yeah, yeah, I'd be down. That's right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, try it, try a little bit. You know, look, it might be one of those things like they don't tell you what it is. Then you eat it. And then it's like, oh, this oh, is delicious. That's not good. He fucking <laughs> loves Look, he swears by it. He loves it. Yeah. He, I mean, he I'm was sure, like, sure like the muscle of it is probably like a just a great meat, you know, beats me. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. I feel like it's really yeah. lean. Mm. I couldn't eat that fucking quail my wife shot. <laughs> I need no horse. Mm. Uh-huh. Probably pretty stretchy though. They're like they're they're very muscular, aren't they? Who? Horses. Quails? No, the horses. E- the equine. Yeah. Jack, know. you watch uh do you watch the NWA? Uh I've I've definitely seen a good amount of some of their stuff, but not consistently. Do you know who Trevor Murdoch is? Yes. Yeah, I okay. actually drove him at a primetime live. I picked him up from the airport. All right. Here, good. Uh, oh, look at this guy. I'm fucking going right for it. Paying dues, um, man. Making airport. You, do, you did do primetime live last year too. Um, I think Trevor Murdoch looks like a man who eats his own boogers. I told this to Mickey James last week. Uh, he and then uh, he's now your NWA World Champion, but. Did he eat his boogers when you were with him? (laughs) (laughs) 
no, no, he did not. None, no burger, no boogers were eaten in, in the car. I see the, so that proves my point. He wouldn't eat his boogers in front of other people. So if he's eating boogers, <laughs> he's doing it behind closed doors. So wait, so wait, you're telling me that you guys didn't go to what a booger? Oh, boo. All right. We went to in and then out. In and out booger. We went to in and then out. <laughs> Trevor Murdoch. Please don't don't jump on board that that awful joke train. Uh, it's not a it's joke. It's my this new favorite is, guest. This is serious stuff. I talked to goddamn Mickey James about boogers for 40 minutes last week. All right. And this where, is serious. Where did you get you? It got me nowhere because her goddamn husband lost the title to him. Mm. Yeah. And now yeah. Sweet Charlotte is probably covered in boogers. Oh, God. All right. Delicious down home country boogers. It's gross. You're gross. <laughs> Who's on the short list for Jack Cartwheels? Like, who's who's next? Who's your dream opponent right now? I mean, you got a fucking banger coming up at, at Tremendous in a couple weeks. But who's, like, somebody you're dying to get in the ring with? Mm, I really want to wrestle Effie. I think Effie would be really cool, fun to wrestle. He's a amazing storyteller. And, man, I think I think that we could make something really good. Um, so, Effie, for sure. Um Maybe at Atticus Kogar and like a one-on-one thing would be amazing. You, you know, think you could uh, you think you could take that title off of Matt Cardona for uh, for all the GCW you fans? Bite your, you bite your tongue. He's a fucking poser. Get him out of here. Uh, he eats his boogers. He he does eat his burgers. If if anyone eats eats boogers, Matt Cardona absolutely. Yeah, ripping off the Shane Douglas promo. You have don't, fucking toolbox. Don't oh you. Oh, he's a here. poser. Matt Cardona's a booger eater. My, my dear good personal friend. He's not your personal friend. Hmm. We, inter- we interact. But yeah, I mean, Matt Cardona would be another person I would I would love to wrestle. Like that, that would be awesome too. You know? Would you go? Would you do death match? I um, I'm definitely open to it at some point. It would definitely have to mean something. There's something about my body getting pierced that I really don't like, and um, I'm down with tables and chairs and ladders. But there's something about my skin getting pierced and my blood going everywhere that I definitely don't like right now. And maybe I mean, I, I'm definitely still open to it, but it would it would really have to mean something. Yeah, you got to be careful, too, because you're still, you know, playing, you know, collegiate sports. So you got to be careful yeah. with all that stuff. So can't be yeah. can't be going nuts. Uh, you've worked GCW a bunch. Have you uh, had any interactions with Nick Gage? Yeah, Nick Gage. Oh, dude. Yeah, one hundred percent. Nick. Uh, Nick Gage is amazing. Super smart. Like one great mind. Um, and just always, always motivated too. Like no, I. It's not like people don't talk about it, but but Nick Gage is is always on it, man. There's no one who cares about wrestling more than Nick Gage, dude. Just like just pure heart, just everything wrestling. Like always motivated is, and it's great. Is that an Alex Wright figure you're holding up? Oh, that's a that's a that's a deathmatch king right there, baby. Stop! Is, he is not a deathmatch king. Stop! He's fucking dressing up like Vince during WWE CW, walking Yo, around like a jack me how wagon. Awesome that was! He's stealing everybody's gimmicks. He's oh, a thief. He's, he's an innovator. He's a thief. I can't wait till somebody beats the shit and, out of him and takes and that time. Let's 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 not talk, let's save this conversation for after our guests. Well, great thief. Uh, 
Jack, it's been an absolute pleasure. We don't want to keep you all night. I'm sure you got, uh, you know, super, you got to lift some weights. You're very in shape gentlemen. So you lift some weights or three days tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. We got got football practice. We got to get ready for the game this weekend. We we got homework. I had my first, my first day in person classes today. (laughs) How was the return? Uh, it was good. My, um, I'm finally taking these upper division courses now that are definitely going to be much harder than the general education classes I've been taking freshman yeah, and sophomore uh, year. Oh so um, that'll be kind of difficult. I'm not looking forward to to all the studying I'm going to have to do, but but it's first day, so not, nothing too crazy. What's your major? Yeah. It's itineraries. Um, I'm a double majoring in business administration with an emphasis on analytics and economics. Nice. This college, college athlete and professional wrestler. And he found time to join us tonight on the Shining Wizards podcast at Jack Cartwheel on Twitter. Be sure you're following him. Uh, The PWG Mystery Vortex 7 DVD Blu-ray is available. I think it streams online, too. You can pre-order it when it's ready. Opening match, him and Tony Deppin. I'm sure it's a banger. If you've seen the clips, he does some pretty remarkable stuff. Watch his pinned video. It's like two minutes long. It's awesome. Uh, and then, of course, Three Mendes, September 26th, PWG. Him, Dante Martin, the returning Alex Zane, take on the returning Jake Atlas, Trey Miguel, and Myron Reed. If you want to talk about six of the best young high flyers in the business, I mean, it's right here. It's going to be a banger. Yeah. Uh, Jack, before we let you go, anything you want to say to your fans or people out there listening? Um. I just want to say thank you so much to, to everyone who's uh, keeping up with me and everyone who's supported me and just like uh, reached out for, for anything. And I, you're always welcome to, to DM me or whatever. And sorry if I don't get back to you, but if I do like sweet. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like uh, just, and I'm, I'm just super excited. I'm just super blessed to, to be where I am right now. And I'm just super grateful of, everything that's that's been going on i didn't expect everything to to happen like this so quickly if you know what i mean and um yeah just just freaking let's do this thing you know let's do it baby you got friends over here at the wizards jack just uh you need something shared you need uh some retweets just uh tag us reach out to us we will support you uh, on the whole ride up brother Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And sorry, sorry for being late. My bad. Nah, you're that. don't worry. Look, it's not the worst thing in the world. So you're good. Don't worry about it. All right. Yeah. You Thanks. clearly had a busy day. So you had to go back <laughs> to school. I didn't know you were in college. So this is uh, even more impressive that you freed up some time to do this. So thank oh. you so much. Of course. Thank you guys so much. Thank Jack you. Cartwheel, people. Be sure to check him out. Follow him on Twitter at Jack Cartwheel. Uh, big PWG stuff coming up, and I'm sure he's going to be back in GCW uh, doing his thing. So be sure to follow him and check him out. Jack, enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. All right. Bye. Jack Cartwheel, folks. That was – dude, he goes to school. Awesome. He plays sports. I didn't even know that. And he's a fucking wrestler. Come on. And he was late because of the time zones. Didn't I call it? Yeah, but we kept him late, so <laughs> – Oh no, that's a good point, Tony. <laughs> I mean, dude's busy. No, he's got he's got a lot of spoons in the porridge over there. So, dude, I didn't know he was uh, still in college. Pretty impressive, dude. We're old, man. All right, that's the thing. We are old, and yeah, but I think he's the f- outside of um, 
fucking Billy Dixon, right? Billy Dixon was his, who's the kid from from fucking England? Billy Cartwright? No, fuck. Billy ah. Madison. Billy Madison. Billy Norton. Billy Norton. Oh. Besides Billy Norton, I think Jack Cartwright is the second person we've talked to has told us he was in in school. Yeah, but Billy Norton was in high school. Yeah, Billy. That's Norton- even crazier. Yeah, and that's not whatever. <laughs> All right, we got to finish NWA 73. There's some news and notes. We're not going to go super late tonight. What Kevin, you have a top five? I did, but I decided not to do it. Tony, we have games? No, no games. All right, so let's take a break, and then no, we'll come back. Wait, it's fucking 9 o'clock. Let's keep going. No, we got to piss a, again. I, we got to take a break. All right, so you guys go piss. I'll do the fucking – we'll skip the commercials. I'll fucking do the Patreon. All right, yeah, yeah, you got the Patreon right. list. I got to piss. I'll be right back. I can pull them up in like two seconds. Yeah, Kevin, if you got to go do something too, go ahead. All right, I'm a P. I'll be right back. I want to try to put together a top five real quick because my, my original idea does not work. So okay, so you could do that. But Kevin, while you're doing that, I want to ask the people out there. Hmm. You enjoy what you're listening to, right? Of course. That's why you're listening. That's why you downloaded us. That's why you're listening on the rant. That's why you're watching us on Facebook. Did you know that you could support us? We have a Patreon for as little as one dollar. You can be one of our Patreon producers each and every week. And guess what? For just three dollars a month. You're privy to our entire catalog of bonus episodes exclusive just to our Patreon producers. We're talking watch-alongs. We're talking shows, pay-per-views. We cover them in depth. We're talking profiles. We take a particular wrestler. We talk about their career. We do crossword puzzles. We ask interesting questions of ourselves. And it's all for you. $3 a month. That's your best bet. But don't get me wrong. 5 bucks a month, we'll plug whatever you want. 10 bucks, 20 bucks. We'll send you a box of wizardry every three months. And Matt loves shopping. Matt loves going into all that stuff. And he'll send you each and every goodie. And I know I sound silly because I have no music, but fuck, but fuck, but fuck it. I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to thank those who continue to support us each and every week on the Shining Wizards by giving you our Patreon producers. We're going to start, of course, at the very tippy top, Miss Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards, and her cohort, Manny Kratzo, from way across the pond in Austria. He's the king of the Shining Wizards. We got the AOP of the SWP, Danny and Anthony, the Rusinellos. And don't forget, you can catch Anthony and Kate the Great Hensler, who's from OnDeckIC.com. You got shit to produce, promote, shove out there for the world to see. She'll hook you up. And those two monkeys, they wind up joining Matt each and every Wednesday on the Mark Order podcast when Matt feels like joining them. And, of course, Ryan Schlong's on there, too. Another one of our Patreon producers, Ryan Arthur over at Elementary Brewing Company, elementary.com. You want beer? Go over to Hackensack. Can't get to Hackensack? Check your local liquor stores because that some bitch got liquor all over the world for you. We got the Sean's, Sean Toe, Sean Kaleo, my boy Brett Simonello. What do you, hey, what do you say? Matt Garifo, no relation to the KJG. Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, motherfucker. Kenny Hawsey, Mr. Scotch drinks more. Jake Cop, the big copper pump, the best thing about the turnbuckle throwbacks, which is available on the Shining Wizards Network, by the way. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, the 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 something or other. Oh no, Braden Berger, and that's the guy, the fucking LeBron correctors. Uh, Matthew Birch is the true prince of pro. Why am I fucking this up? I don't know, because I'm Matt and I don't fucking stutter. I stammer. Uh, Ryan Schlong, who I mentioned, one of the great hosts. Congratulations on becoming an official host, by the way. Next time, fucking show up and don't miss shows. You're a host now. You can't pull that shit. Uh, what should we call it? We got Brendan Haney, Carrie Cowling, Tony LaRusso, our newest fucking Patreon producer. Thank you very much for joining us, Tony. And this guy right here, 
His pal, Antonio Hosserman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. He is the one and only. Kevin's not here yet. Matt, you fucking do it. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Matt, I do know what you mean. Don't forget to check out all the great shows on the Shining Wizards Network. Don't forget to check out our boys over at WLW Studios. We're talking about the Midnight Jewelry. Our, our fucking boys over in Australia who spell it with a, with a K because they had the broadcast. You know what? Fuck it. Hold on one second. I'm going to give everybody a proper plug. I oh. just, just want to make sure I get it all in there, you know? because That's what she said. Hey, oh, these guys, these guys good, do good things overall. <laughs> I mentioned the Midnight Jury. I mentioned the Marcota podcast. Inconclusive breakdown, Justin Events, Turnbuckle throwbacks with Phil eh, and, our, and our boy Jake Copper Pump and uh, Wrestling Night in Canada and Radioactive Metal. Two shows that Stowe's involved in and he stutters worse than Matt, for sure, for sure. And Does he course, really? I'm just making fun of him. Okay, I've never listened. Say I always fucking stick up for Snowy that I, that I uh, who are you making fun of? So fuck it, I make fun of him this week. And of course, our boys over at the ringside rant fucking good shows good people shiningwizardsnetwork.com mad i'm fucking tired let's pick up where we left off wherever the fuck that was nwa 73 brother Woo! what'd you think um, of the fucking battle of the loo with uh tim storm crimson and uh and uh fucking tom latimer dude i love what a fucking open dude that spot off the top of the ladder that thomas latimer did where you put tim storm through the 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 guardrail Thought he fucking killed old dude. Man. What are you doing? Yep. How th- this is this is really what I like about Tim Storm. I like I like first of all I like the story in the match. Like Crimson gets jumped by Jack Stain, but he comes back and he really wants to win. And uh, then he covers Tom Latimer and fucking Tim Storm, who's done this a thousand times and people still love him with the heel tactic, pulling the referee out of the ring before the three count. I'm like, good for you, old man Storm. Fucking love Tim Storm. Old love man Storm. Storm. Wow. Like a thousand years old, but he's fucking great. And he won another fucking match. How could you go wrong with supporting Tim Storm? I picked him. You should have too. Yeah, I did pick him. Be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? That. Oh. I, I did pick Tim Storm. Kevin, I think, picked Latimer. What? I don't know why. I was, go- I was going in super blind to this. Yeah, and I, I forgot. You- probably also thinking uh you know that um strictly business needs some wins well i was thinking like i i didn't realize that tim storm was relegated to uh, to commentary for a while and i don't know if there was a program where they were messing with him like commentator comes out of you know his role and comes back to the ring and and wins a match like kind of like ronnie garvin style like back in the day like or uh or even jerry lawler style so i didn't realize i wasn't sure what the story was there so I just figured Thomas Latimer is a younger guy. Tim Storm's an older guy. Put the younger guy over. That's what I. That that was my logic. It kind of makes sense, but I think Tim Storm has wrestled a couple times this past season on Power. But one of them was like the six man match. Uh, there were, there was like implications with Sal Renaro somehow. I forget what the implication. Oh, it was Trevor Murdoch not getting another title shot if his team lost. So Tim Storm helped out with that. And I think there was another match that Tim was involved in. Let me ask you a question. What's that? How many fucking another title shots was Booger? Fuck this fucking Booger eater, son of a bitch. Well, if you remember Team Pope and Team Velvet. Ah, God, get out of here with your fucking team nonsense. So your boy was entitled to one more title shot 
which I don't even know why he put his career on the line because he really didn't have to because he earned that title shot legally according to the Corgan rules of the fucking champion series. So whatever, whatever. Doesn't change the fact that your boy, the so-called booger eater, is your world's heavyweight champion. So-called? So Yeah, well, because I have no proof that he does or he doesn't. Fair enough. Yo, Mickey James looked like a rock star. Her and Kylie Ray had a great match. I, I love absolutely seeing people leave the environment that they thought they loved to work at and then just completely flourish somewhere else. And they just look so much happier than what they were doing in the first place. Like Mickey James, like we had her on the show last week and obviously she was very, very excited about this. She mentioned that some of it's annoying, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you she was super happy with the outcome of, of this weekend. She's, she's a, she's a diamond in a rough people. Sorry. I'm enjoying a little treat. I didn't get to take a break. I did do a top five, by the way. Okay. That was fucking fast. Well, it's the same one that I decided not to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. So, yeah, the dude, the one thing you got to enjoy about Smiley Kylie, the way she, she, fuck, she waves and she smiles, but when she fucking like flips that switch, she starts going nuts. It's like two different people. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. It's fucking wow. great. Plus, the masked the mask lady. <laughs> Morocco, you, just, you just described every woman. Or you actually described why she may have left the wrestling business in the first place. Well, I mean, if you're going to, if, 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 if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly life imitates art, I guess. I don't know. But uh, Deanna Perrazzo attacks Mickey James after the match. So we're going to have a little continuation on the impact ski. All right. So here's what I don't get about that. Everyone knows that Deanna Perrazzo and Mickey James have have had beef. Like, why did she need the mask? And like, she was already there. Like, why did she need here? I'll answer that here. Here's the thing that I noticed about a lot of the show. She didn't have to get by security or anything. Like she's a, a part of the roster essentially. Because, because there's a lot of homages on this show. Like a lot of things that they did were hearkening back to old NWA, you know, stuff, situation stories. Ah, that's a little there, Easter egg. Yes, there were quite a few Easter eggs in the title match to end the night. Quite a few. From the new Sweet Charlotte being presented to Nick Aldis like earlier in the day that had the United Kingdom on it, which is what they did when they first introduced Charlotte. It was given to Harley Race, and then he immediately lost it to Jack Briscoe. There was the Harley Race jacket that he wore. Uh, Ric Flair being there, of course. So I guess maybe they were kind of trying to do something like, who is this mystery person? Like, oh, it's Deanna, of course, you know. So who knows? Who knows? I like it. Yeah, I was actually like, I'm not going to lie. I, I was kind of disappointed when I saw it was Deanna. Really? Yeah, well, not, not because I have anything against Deanna. I just thought it was like, I'm like, what? She's already there. Like, so why, like, why did she have to do all this? I thought I was expecting it to be, honestly, the, my first instinct was the, the person that we just covered on the Patreon was Victoria. Because that's a, that would be an homage to the TNA stuff that we were talking about before. By the way, Victoria was in the chat room on fight TV during empower. It was really cool getting to talk to her. So Cal Val was in there too. So it, was pretty, woman. Pretty cool. it was pretty cool chatting with them while the show was going on. It was good stuff. Let me ask you a question. Sure. This fucking Tyrus. All right. What is this bullshit? He fucking melted down a bunch of titles and the title is on. What, 
what kind of fucking nonsensical bullshit are okay. we? What is Billy? Why would you take the goddamn title off of the Pope? Why is Tyrus your fucking TV champion? He sucks. Because when Pope wins it back, it's going to be a bigger story. That's not going to be a bigger story. It's going to be like, thank God the fucking Pope has the title back and we no longer have to look at this fucking Tyrus. All right, then let's talk about the elephant in the room. I've said it from the beginning and I've I've never defended what I've seen. How dare you call me an elephant? Mm. Easy, dude. You've lost weight. Very rude, Tony. What a buffalo now. Thanks. Anyway, (laughs) um, Tyrus is a great promo. Tyrus knows how to pace himself. The problem with Tyrus that I've seen when he fucking gets lazy, dude, he is fucking lazy. If you're not going to fucking commit to leaping off the top rope, don't fucking go to the top rope. Just don't fucking do it. And he's got to get out of fucking. He's he's like he's in neutral, like he's not even in first gear anymore. And he's so much better than that. But he's at the it's almost like he doesn't give a fuck. And it's sad. It really is. Yeah, he must owe, like somebody must owe him a favor. Because like, why is he like? And this is, I guess, it's no disrespect to him because he's a performer and I'm not. But like, what I don't need like, he doesn't look the part anymore. He doesn't look like he's a menace. He doesn't look like he could really do. I mean, he can obviously, but like, he just doesn't look. Of- he doesn't look like somebody that like i want to watch on tv which is so i'm sorry it's just it's just my opinion if i don't he, i turn he, the channel when i see him if he put the high octane in the gas instead of just the regular unleaded we, we would have something but we don't and that's that's the fucking worst part and it's doubly worse because now they put a title on him and matt to get to your point i think austin idol came out with an old six-man belt which is probably another Easter egg because I wonder if that's the one that, that uh, Tony Schiavone was supposed to give Conrad Thompson, but who knows, but it was an old six man belt. So I don't know what the fuck extra bullshit it is. It's probably just like, Oh, Austin idols, a fucking crazy man. So just let him fucking do crazy things. But aside from that, everybody else in this match can fucking go. I love Jordan Clearwater. I love Clearwater revival. Absolutely love Clearwater revival. He's going to go keep on burning. What are we? The masked man is now a scion. Scion, yeah. yes. Scion, yeah. Fucking car, I guess. I don't know. But what'd you think of him fucking tagging out fucking Tyrus and getting the pin? Huh? Huh? So, so Tyrus is going to bury this guy and then he's, he'll be gone off our TV and another masked man will come in? I don't know. Because isn't know. that the thing? Wasn't like the masked man, didn't he go and then now this guy's in? Like, who's like the mystery masked man guy that was. We don't know. It's the same guy. But now he's Scion. No, it's the same guy that he's just being called Scion now. Yes. He's not called the mystery man anymore. Now he has a name. Well, when they announced him coming to the ring, the graphics still and they and what's his nuts still announced him as the mystery man. So no, I thought they said that the mystery man was gone and now it's Scion. It's the same guy. Same guy. Okay. And he's fucking good. He's good. I enjoy his work. Yeah, yeah, good athlete. Any I, idea who that is, Tony? No idea, and I honestly don't want to know. I, I don't care if you know. Shut your Tony, mouth. Muta, turn, mute, mute us, because I want to know, because I don't really care. Mute us. Oh, after the show. Get out of here, mute oh, us. Oh, okay. Good, good call. Mute us. I don't know what that means. It's Matt's cat. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I want mute us in here. He can so now, because is... the forbidden doors are open to the bedroom. 
They are. They are open. What what else what else did we forget to talk about? Uh the tag title match, which I on you know we, I didn't I haven't didn't see that. I saw the Ric Flair promo, which I fucking loved. It was a, it was amazing. It, it was I think bizarre. a couple of times he kind of lost himself. Yeah, but it's Ric Flair, dude. Yeah. Like any other person, I would be like, Ugh, but it was Ric Flair. Sure, because when, when was the last time someone gave him a mic and was just like, go say whatever you want? Yep. And he's like 100 years old. Yeah. Yep. And he was super emotional. And he thanked everybody, which was fucking real classy. He didn't thank me. That's a good Who point. Oh, what do you mean? Who was he? You called out world champion of Booger Eater. You don't fucking get any respect. No, I don't call Ric Flair a Booger Eater. I call him a melted candle. There's a difference. Mm. That's a good point. Mm. But he kept his gear. He didn't take his shirt off, so I didn't have to see his fat, his his fucking melty tits. So we were good. so sad too. He was talking about like his last match with uh in WCW with Sting. Bro, he can't get over that though. Like that's been like a really fucking like, for years. Like he Bischoff has talked about it. Conrad's talked about it. Jim Ross has talked about it. Like that fucking haunts him because he didn't want to wrestle that match. He wrestled on a t-shirt. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think he found out that day that he was gonna. They were going to close. Yeah, it was like last yeah. minute. They were going to yeah. close and he was going to wrestle Sting and he hadn't been on TV in like forever. Well, he had been, but he was always wearing suits and ties and just yeah, he wasn't wrestling. He hadn't wrestled in forever. I, I don't understand how they couldn't just hotshot that where like he's in a suit and Sting challenges him and he just comes out and just wrestles in what he was wearing. Like wouldn't because make- nobody knew what the fuck was going on. People were more probably more concerned about if they had a job tomorrow or if you know. Oh, like I mean, Bruce is there. Gerald Briscoe is there. Like, couldn't they just say, hey, listen, Flair, just come out in a suit, cut a promo, thing comes out, you do your deal, and you just wrestle in the suit as opposed to your tights and a T-shirt. He's done it before. Think... Sure. Yeah, but Ric Flair also opened the show and said that that's what was going to happen, right? I think oh, he opened he? last Nitro. Did he? Oh, no, I'd have to go no, back and the, watch. No, the, it opened with uh, McMahon and, and, uh, and Shane, didn't it? Well, he he definitely cut a promo at some point during the show. No, McMahon and Shane was at the end, but it opened with McMahon. You're right. No, wait. Raw opened with McMahon. Raw opened with McMahon. It was a simulcast. No, just the very end was a simulcast with McMahon saying that he bought WCW. And then Shane shows up and says, nope, the, the contract. No, you're wrong. It was. Nope. 100%. It was both. Vince McMahon was on TNT. Yeah. At he, was the like, end. he was in the back saying, now I own. I bought my competition. I own WCW. No, because I remember Scott Hudson and Tony Schiavone opening uh, Nitro at ringside, saying that this is the, this is the uh, the final Nitro. Okay, so that may have been like the re- like that may have been the open, but I'm telling you right now, Vince McMahon in the back opened Nitro because Vince McMahon was in the ring at the end. Yeah, that so, was definitely simulcast. I'm telling you, but I'm t- the whole show was simulcast. I think. No, because there were different matches. We had a tag title match uh, for the Cruiserweight. No, all right. So maybe not the whole show, but I'm, I guarantee you that open was that had to Vince McMahon had to be you know on the channels. You know what? Kevin's right. You know why? Because because Jeff Jarrett has talked about it, and he thought that when McMahon said he was going to be fired, that there was going to be a storyline, and then yeah. there was like nothing else. So he wound up leaving. Yeah, Kevin's right. Kevin, yeah. you're absolutely- Vince is on both channels. Going. Because he did the whole Lex Luger and 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 yeah. and, uh, and what's his nuts. Another Easter egg we didn't talk about was in the uh, Empower, um, the the interview of the Hex before the title match, where uh, Marty Bell 
was talking about being the first Dominican to win an NWA world championship uh, and be recognized because she's referencing the whole Jack Vanejo uh, match with Ric Flair, where Ric Flair actually lost to him in the Dominican Republic because he was afraid he was going to get killed if he fucking lost, if he won the match and left the ring with the title. It was one of those old phantom switcheroos. And then they wound up giving the belt back to Flair. I'm sure you've seen the footage somewhere. It's, it's on YouTube. Matt, uh, Nitro opens with Vince. Yeah. So it wasn't a simulcast completely until the end. But was just Vince, beginning in the end. Vince was on both channels to begin with. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Look at that. So, Matt, you like the main event match. What else tickled your tits on uh, 73? Uh, I didn't see. I liked. Um, I like Storm and Adonis. I hated the six man. I like Mickey James, Kylie Ray. I like the uh, opening match. I didn't see anything after Ric Flair because I was short on time. So I wanted to watch the championship match. Kev, how about you? What? <laughs> anything stand out? Oh, you didn't watch 73, did you? No, I watched 73. Okay. And what stood out to you? What would you like? I, I, I just like the, the Bush light sign. I loved. Um, uh, no, I, I think the Ric Flair promo obviously was bizarre to me. I, I found it weird that he felt the need to keep mentioning Vince McMahon and Tony Khan and saying that he's going to sit front row and on Thursday at the cool, but it seems a little weird. Uh, I know the forbidden door and all that nonsense. It just seemed a little, uh, it was Ric Flair being Ric Flair. But Ric Flair was also, he also made it sound like now he has the freedom to do that. Like right, he, so this is more about liberating Ric Flair than it was about. Yeah, he's like, I can go visit Steve McMichael tomorrow. I could sit yeah. in at, at, uh, at AEW. I can make an appearance here and there. Like, he made it sound like he's a free man. Right. He said, you know, Vince Mc, uh, he asked Billy if he could say something. And Billy said, you're Ric Flair. You say whatever you want. He said, it's been a long time since somebody said that to me. So he mentioned that in his promo? Yeah, that's how he started the promo. Okay, I don't remember that, but that's no, it makes sense then. If that's the case, then 100%. Uh, what stood out? What stood out? Uh, Love Rebellion stood out. It was, uh, that was a, and like I said before, Kratos and Aaron Stevens are a great tag team. Kratos, I think, might be one of my new favorite, uh, new favorite guys in that company because I never realized how good he was. And it's just because I haven't seen enough of him. That's all. Well, you see, that- that title match picking that was kind of tough because you know that Stevens and Kratos were kind of not getting along, but then they were doing all these promos with May Valentine, you know, doing a promo like in the forties and the sixties and all that. But watching the show every week, La Rebellion has been a thorn in every fucking tag team side. And they even cut a promo saying we're here for the gold. That's all we want. And they've been just like, if they're not having matches and mowing through people, they were just attacking people left and right. And uh, Jack Stane turning on Crimson to to pretty much start the show was was pretty crazy. Yeah, of course, the emotional uh, uh, promo with Gail Kim, and we talked about it before with Taryn Terrell and uh, Genocide. And uh, uh, what's the other uh, girl's name? Uh, Blaze, something Blaze. She's the one from 90 Day Fiance, which I had no idea she was even into wrestling. Dude, you keep saying that, and I have fucking no idea what you're talking about. The redhead? You've heard of yeah, you've heard the show 90 Day Fiance. I've heard of it. I've never even had an inkling to watch it. No, neither have I. However, you don't remember Jim Norton used to drool all over her on Opie and Anthony talking. No, Tony, about- I fucking can't stand Jim Norton. This was Opie and Anthony. This wasn't Jim and Sam. Relax. The fucking 90 Day Fiance has been around for 20 years. 
No, it was later on. It was like later in the 2000s run where they talked about it. But yeah, 90 Day Fiance has been around a long fucking time. I don't, I don't think that's true at all. Not 20 years. It's been around a long time. Are you sure it just wasn't like, didn't one of them have like their own show later on? Like, wasn't it just like Opie? Or wasn't it just like or Opie and Sam or Opie and No, Jim because and I, I remember I remember Anthony talking about it. They had her in as a guest. Anthony, was it Anthony and Jim? No, no it, went, it went Opie and Opie and Anthony, Opie and Jim, Jim and Sam. Mm. Uh, so the yeah, so that that segment was awesome. I'm not gonna lie, boys, little Tierski with awesome Kong and uh and Gail but that Kim. was from Empower. Oh, yeah, God damn it, son of a yep. bitch. I I literally watched. I tried to get it all in today, so they're probably all blended in together. Overall, though, NWA seventy three, big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Oh yeah, easy. easy. I think NWA crushed the Trevor, Mur- Trevor Murdoch stuff at the end. Incredible. Um, he's. I know Matt. You're going to cringe, but I. No, I you- tweeted. I tweeted out. Great story. Great match. Great. Yeah. Look, great all around. The NWA NWA hit a fucking home run with him. Yeah. Still doesn't take away the fact that he probably eats just boogers like they're fucking cheese puffs at a party. There's just a bowl of boogers in his living room and he just his little his kid probably eats them. The youngest kid, he probably the youngest kid definitely leaves boogers everywhere. Oh, he's a kid. Yeah. So he's like four. Yeah. Trevor Murdoch is like a vacuum cleaner. He just goes around the house and he sucks up the boogers. Oh, so you're saying he takes the leftovers, is what you're saying. Ew, yeah. You oh yeah. Boogers. He eats them. He does it all. Keep it in the family. Mm. Remember, Ric Flair said, you are now set set the tone. You're the leader. You're the champion. Look at me. Quit crying, Booger Eater. You're the champion. Ah, It was awesome, man. All right. So so now here's the next question. Now, who's next in line? Who challenges Trevor Murdoch? Is is Nick Aldis coming back for this? Is he taking a break? Do you think he's got to come back, right? It's going to be Tyrus. Tyrus is no, going to win. No, 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 no. Ooh. Nobody's Tyrus, Trevor yet. Murdoch? Oh. Holy shit. How do you go from Nick Aldis to, and Trevor Murdoch to Tyrus, Trevor Murdoch? Nobody, Nobody wants that. Nobody's won the Magic 7 yet. Pope I don't King. want that. I don't want that. That's even worse than the Booger Eater winning the championship. At least there was a fucking good story there. Tyrus sucks. About... Can we rule out the uh, the old forbidden Dorsky? It's going to be Jack Stain. Oh, who's the guy that won the fucking Battle Royal? Who won? Oh, Jude Judias. Judias? Who's this? He's a new guy. He won. He's been around. He's been on Lucha Underground. He's been on TNA. He's been. That's for the national championship. That's not for a world title shot. Well, no, he just asked. I was just telling him who he was. No, no, no. But but that Battle Royal was not for a world. No, I understand. I was just asking who he was. You're Ooh. the fucking NWA guy. Fucking Judas. So I'm like, well, there goes another fucking. Pick. Can we get Scion? Is Scion a viable challenger? No, no chance. He's there for he's Billy Corgan's guy, right? That's the Scion. story. Scion might be Splitsky and going after Tyrus, maybe. Hmm? All right, I'd be okay with that. I just don't want to see Tyrus Russell for a fucking. I wouldn't mind seeing I wouldn't mind seeing Clearwater Revival go for it. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what that whole story is with that group. It's supposed to be like the Black G's group that's associated with Tyrus now. So who knows? I mean, my my gut wants Pope to be or JTG to be 
That was a disappointment. I was really hoping JTG was going to win that fucking battle. See, here's the thing. With those battle royals, they always make a big debut, but most of the times, the guy that debuts doesn't always win. So I was hoping that maybe he would get, like, you know, shafted and then JTG would end up winning it. But that was not that was not the case. You see his announcement when they announced him to fucking ring it. Jay the God, JTG. Oh. I think he would have got a kick. Oh, you didn't see it? No, I did. Are you didn't get a kick out of it? I got a kick out of uh, yeah. Because you he, were all horny when you found out when you was like Jay the God. That's awesome. I thought maybe hearing it, you would have been like fucking pipe like pumped up for it. No, well, I see it on. I I, I knew he was called Jay the God. It's on, it's a hashtag on Twitter. He's mentioned that on Twitter all the time. So I knew he was called Jay the God. So going into this, Kevin had a two-game lead. Uh, Tony's perfect outing has uh, vanquished the lead. We are now in a dead heat. Kevin tied again. (laughs) Kevin and Tony are tied at one twenty-one forty-six and one. I am exactly (laughs) twenty. Yes, you heard that right. Twenty games back. At 101, 66 and one. We do have all out this weekend. Can I, can uh, I ask a question? Can I, can I hillbilly gym the thing and give all my votes to Matt, Captain Lou Albano, Bowman? What do you no. Mean? You don't remember when they had to vote for manager of the year back in the 80s? And Bobby Heenan was like, Mr. Fuji and Jimmy Hart, and everybody pledged me their votes. And he had like 5 million votes. And Hillbilly Jim and Captain Lou each got three million. So Hillbilly gave his votes to Captain Lou, and then Bundy squashed Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, but these aren't votes; these are picks. Whatever. Follow this. Come on, play. No, I get it. You're tied for first. Play it out. Don't be a little bitch, Tony. That's right. Picks. Hey, come on. Let's let's fly through whatever newses and notes you got. I want to get uh, to Kevin. Dude, I got a fucking like 15 pages of newses and notes. There's a lot of shit going on. Oh, we're gonna be here. Well, all out is this weekend, uh, Tony. I know you're excited for AEW. Chris Jericho's career is on the line against MJF. Bye, bitch. Really? Yep. AB. Wow. See ya. See ya. Did you enjoy um, mm-hmm. CM Punk dropping the Daniel Bryan hint on Wednesday night? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, everybody kind of knew it was coming. Right? I think it was. I think that was a spontaneous ad lib. I don't think he meant to do that. No, but I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, John Moxley Kojima at All Out. So, let me ask you this, guys: How do you feel like with all these new guys coming in? I I think that the the Moxley Kojima role is a perfect role for Moxley right now. But like he was like the guy, right? Sure. Like him. So that now he's taking. I don't want to say he's taking a back seat, but he's a he's filling a different role now for them. And I think. And I think that the Kojima thing is a perfect spot and it keeps him like right at the top still. Right. Or no, absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel absolutely. like, do you feel like some of these guys are going to like fall under the radar or what? What? Like Moxley Moxley. Um, I had a couple other people in mind. I mean, Cody obviously will never, but like, yeah, I guess Moxley is the guy and not MJF. I don't think MJF ever will. Because MJF, I think, will probably be programmer punk at some point, right? But I guess Moxley is is, is the guy. Like, like he came in there to be like the face of the company, and now Punk is there. Now apparently Daniel Bryan will be there. God, for, like who knows if Bray Wyatt will be there? Like, if you're Moxley, like what are, what's going through your head? 
You don't give I think a Mox. I think I. I think Moxley is content. He look. He get. He got to wrestle Nagata. He gets to wrestle Gojima. Um, you know, I'm sure he's waiting for the world to open up again so we can go back to Japan. You know, I don't. I think he is in that position where he was comfortable going in there, being the face. He was, you know, when he signed with AEW, he was also working New Japan uh, pre-pandemic. Then they made him the champion. And and I think, you know, he's one of those guys that he doesn't lose his value if he goes away and goes and works in Japan. Like, he doesn't have to be on TV every week. It helps. Yeah. But I think he's happy in his role. He still plays a huge part. He's in these crazy six-mans with Eddie Kingston and Darby Allen, And they're being heavily featured yeah. every week. So. Yeah. Is there a world where in the near future that you see John Moxley in the world title picture again? I, I don't know. I don't know what the plans are. You right, know, I, I think, you know, I'll give you, I'll show you what's up my sleeve for the, my picks. I think Kenny Omega retains at all out. And then it's do, you know, when does Adam page come back? Cause I think that's the big, I think everyone's waiting for that payoff. Yeah. That's another one. Adam page, you know, so does, I know he rumor is that he left cause he's, well, they're expecting their first child and they want to be there for his wife. So is it, you know, does Moxley slide back in after all out and get his rematch at full gear? And then we see page at revolution. What about Adam Cole? What if Adam Cole comes in? Right. Adam Cole like, did not sign a contract. He is officially a free agent, uh, according to uh, Meltzer and fightful and PW insider Friday, it expired. So he is fielding um, offers is the rumor but he is not under contract right now. Yeah. Wild stuff. So who knows? I don't know. Who knows? You know, does it, it's one of those things. Like if you bring these guys in, like, like I like what they did with punk, like they're going to put him in there with Darby. Do you really put him right into the world title picture? No, no. And it's my, and I think punk knows that. Like he said it in his right. promo, he said it. Like I want to work with the young guys. That's it. Right. From here. Like, for. I don't think Daniel Bryan needs a title run. Adam Cole different story you know i think that would work for him if he came in and he was instantly inserted but i don't like you know cm punk is stone cold like you know when you think cm punk you don't same thing with austin like you don't equate to him being the world champion it's just cm punk pipe bomb best in the world you know all eyes on me type of deal does that make sense in my brain it makes sense but no it makes sense i can't convey things well what what do you think closes the show? Kenny Omega, Christian Cage, or CM Punk, Darby Allen? I think Kenny Christian. It's the world championship. It's in Chicago, right? Yep. Nah, I think it's CM Punk, Darby. I don't. You know what, Kevin? I am excited to find out, and also interested to figure out how we're going to watch that because BR Live no longer exists. Yeah. What the fuck's up with that? What? Yeah. Why? What happened to them? Uh, they are moving. They are moving things. So I've been getting emails like sign up for this Bleacher Report thing so you can have access to all the old AEW shows that you've ordered. And I've signed up and I can't like still can't access the old AEW shows. They're there apparently. But I don't know if there's a streaming service right now to watch this fucking show on. So is it just the app or is it the website? Is it everything? BR Live is no longer. Oh, fuck. Bleacher Report is still a website, but I don't know if they have live streaming. Gotta figure that out. Have yeah. they passed it off to a new company? No, I I haven't heard anything yet. 
nor hide nor hair. And I could be behind on on the info, but as of right now, I don't know how uh, I'm going to see all out. I mean, I guess we'll each have to just buy it on pay-per-view. You don't have cable. I don't have cable. Oh, mama mia. Huh. So and, and unless something gets announced Wednesday night or Friday night, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'll, if I have, I'll definitely buy it on cable because I have still have Comcast, so I can do it. But that, that's fifty bucks, as opposed to like twenty five on, right? It wouldn't it only be like twenty five on. No, it's still fifty bucks on BR what, Live. What the heck was I thinking of? Maybe the bundle. No NWA maybe. NWA was forty bucks for the bundle. For the bundle, but each individual one was like twenty. Twenty five. You know, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is what All Out is looking like. Uh, Kenny and Christian for the AEW World Championship. Uh, Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers, Tag Titles, Steel Cage Match. Uh, Britt Baker, Chris Statlander for the women's title. So CM happy Punk, for Chris. CM Punk, Darby Allen. Miro defends his TNT Championship against Eddie Kingston. Obviously, I mentioned Chris Jericho, MJF. Jericho loses. He must retire. Wait, Pac- this is Arthur Ashe? What? Is that Arthur Ashe? No, this is the pay-per-view this Sunday in Chicago. I thought Miro was putting the title up against it. No, everyone gets. No, you just listen to the nonsense that happens on Wednesday night where everyone thinks fucking Arthur Ashe is the See, place where everything's going to happen. You're an asshole because you don't do the show on Wednesdays half the time anymore. You got to set these people straight. I was I, on the show Wednesday night. I said, why does everyone think everything's going to happen at fucking Arthur Ashe? What about the Nork show the week before? Because that's where I think Ruby Riot shows up. And how many fucking feel good moments are we going to have at fucking Arthur Ashe? You're going to give Eddie Kingston a title. You're going to give Santana and Ortiz a title. You're going to give every New York born fucking wrestler a title at Arthur Ashe. Shut the fuck up, people. Yo, that, fir- that first that first Ruby Riot or Ruby Soho video did you guys recognize that train station yeah it was Tony. hoboken oh okay all right i thought that was really impressive i didn't see it anyway kev so i wouldn't have guessed it was, yeah it was hoboken Pac idol uh andrade el idolo uh moxley kojima paul white qt marshall and the women's casino battle royale i like that i didn't know that was a thing yeah they did it last year too a woman's one they do the men's at double or nothing and they do the women's at all out Wait, there was a woman's casino thing last year. Yeah, I got that. Well, I got the memory. I got the memory of a freaking goldfish. So Who won that? Was it Rio? No, I think Nyla Rose won it. Of course. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. I'll tell you right now, I'm pulling it up. Who's gonna throw that big bitch over the top rope? Nobody. Come on, come on. Oh, maybe Awesome Kong. Nah, she retired. Oh, that's right. She's in bad shape too. Like her back is really fucked up. From all reports, she was really fucked up during the filming of Glow. She was in bad shape, like the episode where like she was struggling to get off the couch to go to her son's like like college. Like uh, I've, I've never seen the show. It's fucking. It was amazing. Maybe I'm that's so, why. She, maybe that. Great maybe show. that's why she was let glow. Oh fucking! <laughs> I don't have the network that it, that it airs on. What is it? Hulu? Netflix. Hulu. Oh, or I do Netflix, have Hulu yeah. now with, this, with Netflix. Disney Sorry, Netflix. You're right. It was Netflix. No, yeah, I don't have Netflix. I do have Hulu with Disney Plus package. Got it for the Muppet Show. Is this, no, they did a Casino Battle Royal before for the women. You sure it just wasn't like a Battle Royal? It was a match fantasy. Maybe it was a slot oh. machine Battle Royal? Casino Battle Royale. Slot? I did say slot. I didn't mean anything. <laughs> uh, all, out, all out in 2019, and Nyla Rose was the winner. There you go. Right, so I know 92 WWF. Matt knows 2019 Battle Royals. 
1994 Royal Rumble, who won? Oh, uh, Brett and fucking Butts is nuts. Luger. My man, my man, my man. Pots and pans. Boom. Uh, did you guys see the thing? They were going to apparently bring uh, Gangrel to AEW this week and have him do the brood entrance. This is a weird story. Was it real? I heard I he said it on his show, but. And they decided I'm... not to do it because Edge did it? Like, what? Yes. No. no. I, find, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, me too. I call shenanigans. Why wouldn't you do it? Who cares if they did it? Yeah, who gives a shit? You do, you do it better. You have the original guy. Do it better. The fucking money I mean, cons going around? Come on. Dude, I love Listen, I'm, it probably would have cost like $400 to get Gangrel in there. <laughs> but but uh, you, I love that Edge entrance. I thought that was perfect. It made perfect sense for that match. But if you have Gangrel... Just do it. I guess they don't want to feel like they copied them or whatever, but you have the original guy. Do it. And your audience is smarter than the WWE audience for the most part. So they'll still react. They'll still go nuts for it. I don't understand why. So that's why I I totally don't believe it. Well, it's been reported that uh, he said it on his podcast, Gangrel did. And then uh, it was reported that Tony Khan paid Gangrel for the appearance, even though he didn't make it. All right, so maybe Tony Khan had second thoughts. I it's just definitely, definitely, just I would have still gone through with it. Yeah, why not? Uh, Gangrel said he called Edge to talk about SmackDown and eventually reluctantly revealed what he had, what had happened after Edge was excited that Gangrel might get more bookings out of the angle. Once Edge found out, he felt bad about the situation and was uh, apologetic. He had no idea. He had been working on it for nearly three months, said it was hard to get WWE to approve it because of their PG rating. He wanted red blood, but was told that it was that if it wasn't black, it wasn't going to happen. Black blood? WCW guy? No, they use black blood at SummerSlam. I know. Um, So I guess it was a real thing. And then then the Gangrel Christian tie-in, you know, I guess if Kenny and his goons are beating down Christian and then the fucking brood music plays and he saves the day. That would have been fucking cool, right? Oh, it would have been badass. Uh, There's talk that AEW Dark will be moving to Universal Studios in Orlando. What's up with that? Hopefully they have the rotating ring. That would be fucking cool. Yep. Tony Khan's a WCW, Mark. I I wouldn't doubt if it happened. Uh, You guys... Oh, sorry, Kev. So let me ask you this. If Dark is moved to the studios... What will be taped before Dynamite? Rampage? Dark Elevation? Dark Elevation? I don't fucking know. Uh, It's so weird. Yeah, all right. They have Dark. They have Dark Elevation. They have Rampage. So Cesar Bononi is going to be living in fucking Orlando for a while. And Pretty Peter. What do you hear? What do you say? And and Sunny Kiss and, and whoever else is on those shows. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts about the name of the first WWE pay-per-view of the year? Day one? I like it. Do we think there's going to be some big changes? Well, NXT's already changing, right? Don't they have a fucking inclusive logo now? The Zubilee Zoo logo? Yeah. Zubilee Zoo? Is that what they're Zubilee called? Zoo. Zubilee Zoo. Oh, we're just waiting for you. I can't believe you just dropped a Zubilee Zoo on me. Because that's what I think of when I look at the fucking logo. Zubilee Zoo. All right. So is that is, is it designed to be inclusive? Is that the gimmick behind it? Oh, I don't know. That was just... I don't know. It looks like a no, fucking that... five-year. It looks like the fucking writers colored in, colored Listen, in with their crowns. Listen, no one likes change. 
everyone's going to hate every, like everyone hated when the WWF went to the scratch and then when the scratch went to the E and get the F out. So whatever. Like, and listen, the NXT belt was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life until they changed it to, to the actual belt. And it wasn't just a giant X. So it's still kind of a giant X though. At least it looks more like a belt now. No, but the belt was an X Tony. I, I hate them all anyway. I don't like any of them. The but North American were... title's got, got a little pizzazz. It looks like a real belt. The other ones? No, I see. I hate the North American title more than... I like the NXT UK tag belts. Oh, they're the best belts in the business right now. I wouldn't go that far, but they're up there. All right, so then fucking say something. Who? What's the best belt in the business right now? Oh, that's a good question. Best belt in the business. I came at you. Come back at me with something. You said you disagreed, so let's go. I like the U.S. title. I don't think it's the best, though, but I put that up there compared to everything else. Matt looked like he had something to say. Go ahead, Matt. No, while you were thinking, I was going to put over uh, my pro wrestling crate this month. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I got a Brutus the Barber Beefcake grooming kit. (gasps) It's full of all sorts of stuff for the man. Look at those nail clippers. Yeah, it's pretty sharp, right? And I got assigned 8x10 by your boy, Brian Myers. Let me see it. Do you have it? Is it there? No, it's in the other room. Did it? Was it? Uh, well, what picture was it? Oh, fuck a picture of Brian Myers. Oh, I don't know. I just want to know. Let's see if I have it. I don't know. Dear good personal friend. Actually, Matt, he slid into my DMs and I made a purchase from him. A figure purchase. All right. What'd you get? You know, you know how I have been getting those like signed ECW figures in a collection okay. that I never yeah, yeah. thought that I'd ever have okay. I got a nova signed by uh by mike mike bucci i would assume nova. signed by nova yeah that's right all right tony yeah. just give you time to think what you what are you coming back with this is tough this is really Damn. tough kevin you oh fucking God. I, hit him in, I, know, I hit him in the face with it you got him kev i ruined the show let's do the top five <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, shit, why did I click? No, no, Matt still has stuff to talk about. Oh, for real? Yeah, there's still notes. All right, WWE announced Monday that Saturday's SummerSlam, highest grossing and most viewed SummerSlam in a company history. I call shenanigans. I find that hard to believe too. No, I, I, I believe it. I believe it. You believe that the 2021 SummerSlam was bigger than 99, 2000, 2001? Yes. 100%. All right. Becky Lynch is going to be at the Garden next month, if you care. <laughs> Pat McAfee is COVID. She's a bad guy. Yeah, she's bad. Uh, Bianca Belair already gets her rematch against Becky. She won a four-way match on SmackDown. She beat Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Zelina Vega. Yo, Liv Morgan's a great Instagram follow, by the way. Uh, Roman Reigns will defend his SmackDown championship against Finn Balor next week. He's also been champion for a year now. John Cena will be the next uh, participant in the Broken Skull Sessions, which will be airing after what's the September pay-per-view? Extreme Rules? Yes, sir. All right, he'll be doing that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll watch that. I like the Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Uh, It is baseball playoff season coming in October. Uh, SmackDown will be moved to FS1 on... uh, October 15th and October 29th. So just note that, uh, kids, if you're watching the old SmackDown. That's right. 
Uh, Ring of Honor has got a pay-per-view coming up in two weeks. We got our final four in the women's tournament. Former guest, Trisha Donna. Trisha who? Trish Adora. There you go. Oh, I said Trisha Donna. (laughs) Trish Adora will take on uh, Miranda Alizé. And Roxy will take on Angelina Love. Worst booking thing Ring of Honor did on TV this week was have Max the Impaler get disqualified for not breaking uh, a chokehold. And she lost to Angelina Love and was eliminated from the tournament. And I thought that was terrible fucking booking. Wait, so Quinn McKay is out? Yeah, she lost to Roxy last week in a fucking great match. And the Allison K. Trisha, Trisha Dora match this week, awesome. Go out of your way to watch that. And the Dragon Lee Eli Isom match was fucking awesome. I'm going to make a prediction. I thought this whole thing was designed to make Quinn McKay the champion. Yep. But I'm making a prediction right now. I'll, this is my pick. I'll put it in. I'll, I'll save it. Put it in the bank, just like Matt did before. Adora. Trisha Adora is going to be the first champion. I think it's going to be not Trish- the first, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I think it's going to be Trisha Adora and Roxy at Death Before Dishonor for the vacant yeah. title. I think Trish, I think Adora has their name all over that thing. Technically, this isn't the Women of Honor Championship. This is the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. They completely like are, are splintered off that lineage. Am I right? Uh, you know what? That's a great question. Uh, you might be right, T-Donk. There you go. Well, so let's, let's get Carrie Silken on the line. Um, we'll run down next week's Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view card because we are picking that because it is a pay-per-view. That's right. Uh, but two... Interesting things. There are going to be two top free agents who are recently released from other promotions facing off against each other. So I think one of them is going to be Bobby Fish. I don't know who the other one's going to be. Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly wasn't released, dipshit. Kyle O'Reilly is the future of uh, NXT. Bobby Fish. Catch and release. Catch and release. Trisha Donna, baby. Trisha Donna. Let's see. Who's Fuck you, Tony. It's, it's gotta be Bobby Fish and it could it be Adam Cole, baby? No, because they didn't know he was Bobby leaving Billy Bass when they made this announcement a couple weeks ago. Give me that filet of fish. Give, Give me, me that fish. Woo! Give me that, that filet of fish. Give me Bobby Fish. Uh also oh boy. uh Dickinson Homicide and Deppin challenged three pure wrestlers in a six-man tag match. And those wrestlers will include someone from the past, the present, and the future of Ring of Honor. And I think they're going to announce that tomorrow on week by week or next week. So who's uh, – I'm sorry to completely change subjects, but it's still Ring of Honor. Vincent. Yeah. What's his deal? You dig? Is he still – the? is he like the champion or is he the number one contender? He's got Matt Taven's title shot. Uh, the champion will championship will be defended in a four-way match as Bandito defends against Brody King, EC3, and Demonic Flamita. So he's not involved in the title picture yet? Yet. He's got Taven's title shot, so I'm sure he's just waiting now. Oh, boy. Gotcha. You Love dig? Vincent. You dig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? We talked about the NWA. The fucking MLW. They still haven't put out any new fucking programming from the Philadelphia taping, but the Opera Cup is coming back. Yay. Where's all the shit they taped, man? What are we doing here, Court? Listen, I've talked to Court. Court said we lost Mm. tapes. There's somewhere between Philadelphia and home office in New York. UPS is on it. If it's anything like that fucking uh, adapter stick that I ordered back in April that they're telling me they're still looking for, I fucking give up hope. Sounds like fucking impact. 
In the Dixie Carter days. Dixie. Well, she, you know, she had a wonky eye, so she couldn't read the labels. So she just scribbled the name down and wrote, you know, sent it out. Smoke and Dixie Carter. Uh, Nicole Savoy is going to make her debut at these uh, uh, Philadelphia tapings on October 2nd. So I guess we're going to try and uh, relaunch the women's division again in MLW. Well, I mean, the only match they really had was Priscilla Kelly doing that fucking voodoo spider Spider woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that there, uh, Court. Uh, Big show this weekend, too, for New Japan Pro Wrestling. This this is a two-night Grand Slam event. I don't know if we're picking matches, ladies. We can talk about this off the air. But uh, Shingo takes on Evil, Robbie Eagles, Hiromu, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. take on Goto and Yoshihashi and Naito and Sonata in a three-way dance. Uh, Jeff Cobb takes on Okada. Uh, Tony's two fuckboys are going to square off. Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. Yeah, we know. Uh, <laughs> a no DQ I quit match. Chase Owens, Toriyanu, Show versus Yo. And for the first time ever, New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to air the stardom matches on both nights of Wrestle Grand Slam live on New Japan World. Oh, great. What? Why a match. Some, some one of them women pretends to smoke and the other one squirts her with a water bottle. Like, what, what the fuck are they doing? I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm not an, I'm not a stardom guy. I, I get it. It caters to like a specific uh, niche audience, but is that really the fucking New Japan audience? Is that what New Japan wants to put on their program? Well, I mean, it's Japanese wrestling fans, so there's Japanese wrestling. You know, people might be into it. People were upset two years ago when they did it and they didn't show the stardom matches. And I heard that their latest show is on YouTube and they had a couple of great matches. Yeah, probably. Okay. okay so let's give the girls a chance there and start them. Let's let them shine. Let's mm. let them be stars. Uh, Minoru Suzuki's coming to the to the United States and he's got uh, so Hella. Or next week? Hella. He's wrestling Jonathan Gresham. He's wrestling Calvin Tankman. He's wrestling. Um, He's wrestling. Who else is he wrestling? He's wrestling Davy Richards. He's wrestling fucking. Oh, no. He's wrestling everybody. That's right. What I said. He's wrestling everybody. Uh, your your iconics have found themselves a new name. Inspiration. Thoughts on Ding. inspiration? Ding. Do you find inspiration in inspiration, Tony? Sure. Have you seen that la- their latest photo shoot? Mamma mia. Inspiration and 90% perspiration. And oh, and 15% ejaculation. Well, Whoa. anything less would be uncivilized. Ejaculation. Look out, people. Yeah, that That's all. Word. I blew through the notes as fast as I could. And we talked about ejaculation after you blew them. No, you well, talked I about mean, ejaculation. We did, the, we did the fucking Lisa Marie bonus episode. And we talked about me shitting my pants for 15 minutes, so. That's a good point. Which, you know, telling my wife that was fantastic. How did she react to that? She was like, Matthew, did you shit on the floor? Did you get it on the floor? What'd you do with your underwear? I'm like, I put them in my hamper. She's like, you put your shitty underwear in your hamper? I'm like, I didn't like fucking wait, wait. I you, didn't don't run, you don't run, run under the sink first or anything like that? No, because there was nothing in there. Time out. Into your pants. Oh, Kev, you're missing the forest for the trees here. Time out. Back up your hamper. Do you guys do laundry separate from each other? Yes. What the fuck, dude? What do you mean, what the fuck, dude? 
Why you have two separate hampers? Like you don't wash your your, your wife's clothes. She don't wash your clothes. No, she does not want me touching her clothes. I put everything in warm and I just let it go. Warm. Well, that's pretty much what I do, but everything goes in together. Whites, colors. I don't care. Yeah, that's what I do. But she don't want me. For, she got bras. She got to take the bras out. She got can't certain things can't go in the dryer for her. You guys have laundry in, in warm in warm water. What? I use cold. I I do all I do cold for everything. No, I, I use cool. Warm. I don't use cold. It's not warm, but it's not ice cold, you know, tap cold or anything. No, I do warm. I have a warm and I have a hot setting. I use warm. Well, Tony, it's not I don't I don't do my laundry in a sink with a tap and a freaking no, <laughs> and the, a, the, and a the washboard. Washer, the washer has a cold tap setting that it'll just come right from the I don't know what the difference is, but it has a setting for that. Cold tap. I do my laundry once a week. My wife hates doing laundry, so she never does her fucking laundry. And why do we have to do have the same laundry? Oh, it's yeah. just weird. Like, yeah, why Tony. is it weird? Yeah, Tony. Why? Kev, separate laundries in your house? You 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 and your dad's skivvies don't get mixed. Yes. Separate laundry. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Why, so why would I? Why would I ever want to have? See, it might be different because you have like a kid. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, my wife. I will destroy house, my wife's clothes. Even I'm if- sure when my mom was still here. Like, I'm sure they may have mixed, but. No, no, I'm not doing the same laundry as my dad. First of all, yeah, there's no chance. Yeah. Wow, that's just so weird to me. Why? My wife doesn't like the way no. I fold clothes, so I don't touch her clothes. Oh, no, no. When I wash my wife's shit, like she likes to hang her stuff in the closet. So when hers comes out, I just like put it nicely in a pile and then she deals with them. Yeah, like I even like my mother-in-law will use the washing machine. And then my stuff will be in the dryer and she'll fold it for me. And I tell her not to do it because I don't like the way she folds it. And she fucking does my socks different. I don't like it. Just don't touch mm-hmm. my clothes. I got a. I got my thing. You got a system. I'm very independent in that That's aspect. Right. Like, yeah. what? I don't know. It's like fucking very like prima donna ish. Like, it's don't not prima donna ish. I don't want no, her. No, it's to... not. I don't. First of all, I don't want my wife doing my laundry. Well, she's your wife. That doesn't mean she has to do my fucking uh, laundry. What to- is this fucking 1954? Nah, Tony's Tony's kind of right have about separate that. Separate beds like 1954? No, no, you're... we don't have separate beds. No, but like you guys share a bed together, you can't do each other's laundry. That's like the weirdest thing I've ever. No, heard. because I will fuck up her clothes. She has things that can't you're supposed be. Supposed dry- That's your job. Fuck no, I fuck up the rest of her clothes. life. I'm not gonna fuck up I'm her clothes. Kind of, I'm all right. So I, I can I chime in as a single guy who has no female relationships at all to speak of i kind of understand what tony's saying in principle but i understand what matt's saying in reality like tony's like you sh- as a husband and wife you should be able to do each other's laundry yeah. that, that should be a thing but in matt's case i totally understand why they don't no, look like like you stuff like, like my wife will tell me don't wash because i you'll shrink this on me fine that stays in a separate pile but by and large, all the fucking laundry in the house, one hamper, shove it down the stairs, throw it in a wash. Man, no. like she look, she cleaned Saturday. So she put my clothes in the laundry for me and I was gracious for it. But I don't want I don't I have no expectations. I don't want her to do my laundry. I don't ask her to do my laundry. That's my shit. You're afraid she's going to see like your stained drawers and stuff. No, she fucking sleeps next to me. She hears me yeah. fucking but that's shit. What I mean. Why can't she, she wash she her But I don't because I don't want her to do that. It's not her laundry to wash. Okay, who washes the bed? <laughs> it depends. Depends on what? Who shits them more? 
No, when it's time to when we feel look, if I feel like I, it's time to wash the bed sheets, I'll do it. If she okay. feels like it's time to wash the bed sheets, she'll do it. There's no like set schedule. It's just like the litter boxes. When it's time to clean the litter boxes, who's ever home cleans the fucking litter boxes. I, I got to ask, when is it time to change the sheets? How long do the sheets stay on the bed? I don't fucking know. Tony. Oh, God. Tony, I'll tell you why. I'll oh, you God. I'll tell you when. When, <laughs> when the sheets become dirt sheets. <laughs> I'll tell you what, right now we don't have a sheet on the like there's no sheet on the bed. There's the sheet that covers the mattress. What's that? What's that called? The uh but the stretchies, the stretchy sheet. Yeah, the stretch with the elastic. Yeah, but then we don't have like a sheet on the bed. All right. The, 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 fitted, the fitted sheet. That's the fitted sheet yeah, is on the bed, but we don't have like a sheet. It. Yeah, it's a fitted sheet. That's what's because I sleep like a called. maniac. So we have two blankets right now. You don't give you don't give a sheet. Oh, no, we'll bring the sheets out in the winter. Uh, you're all full of sheet. Kev. <laughs> Kev sorry, mind. sorry, Tony doesn't like my untraditional way of living. Ugh, fucking heathens. Matt, Kenny. I'll tell you right now. I don't have a I don't have a sheet on my bed either. See? Uh, Look, the sheet, I sleep like a fucking maniac. A sheet, I get all tangled up in it. I'm tossing, I'm turning. No sheet. I'm I, don't, I don't give a sheet. Oh, no sheet. You guys are no. And then the winter comes out. We bust out the fucking weighted blanket, and that's what gets all good in the hood. Now, what do you call that? Do you call it a, a quilt or do you call it a comforter? Uh, we have a comforter. Okay, that's yeah, comforter. Quilt, it's quilt is comforter. A specific kind of thing. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nobody knit my the thing. Now, some I people put on the bed. call some people call the heavy blanket that they put on their bed a quilt, and I just yes, it kills me. A heavy blanket is not a quilt. It's a comforter. Comforter. Or a weighted blanket. Mm. I mean, we have a weighted blanket. It helps me sleep better. What uh, What does that mean? There's like dumbbells in it. It's a he- it's a heavy blanket. Yes, it's dumbbells for a dumbbell. <laughs> it's literally a, a, the blanket weighs twenty five pounds, and you sleep it, and it's supposed to help you sleep, so you don't toss and turn. Matt so sleeps, you get better REM sleep. Matt sleeps in a bed with five kettlebells <laughs> and two cats <laughs> and two cats. And, in the yard and my wife and my, and my wife are we playing a game Can yes we- let's do it let's do it let's do it let's do it <laughs> jesus christ i just want to fucking go to bed all right everybody this is kevin's top five and we just talked a whole lot about nwa it was an nwa and power and 73rd weekend so my top five guys is a top five of the top nwa champions of all time but, but from NWA TNA. So oh. we we're talking the, t- the top five, and this is why I didn't dis- I didn't want to do this list immediately because I had the idea and I decided not to because there's only like eleven. But I picked five, and Matt's already going to his Google machine and trying to figure out who were TNA champions. Matt, there's only ten or eleven of them, so this should be pretty easy for you guys. So I'm just more. In- you guess Tony let's start with you ah and you're strictly talking NWA NWA TNA no it's the NWA belt it's not the TNA championship it's not the impact championship it is the NWA championship I'm thinking you got to have AJ Styles on the list right I do have AJ Styles on the list Tony ring the bell AJ Styles is number two on the list. Ooh. Phenomenal. Champion. Correct. Ding. 
Matthew. Look at him. Spend my day working hard on the go. J-E. Double F. Ha-ha. J-A. Double R-E. Ha-ha. Double T. That's right. Our deal. Correct. Good personal friend, former guest of the Shining Wizards podcast, Jeff Jarrett, number one, the king of the mountain. Wow. Number one, really? Jeff Jarrett. Come on. He's he's held the belt like a million times. He's I would have thought I would have thought my next pick would have been number one. Go for it. Your boy Christian Cage. Tony, I mean, you're there. He's on the list. Correct. Ding. But he comes in at number three. Ooh, all right. He's up there. He's up there. I mean, again, there's only eleven, so it's tough to pick. Um <laughs> can I get a sting? Matt, you cannot get a sting. Oh sting is no. not on the list. Fuck no. Oh, I think boy. he only held the belt once, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, right. Sting is not on the list. Ooh. He just just doesn't just measure. He doesn't measure up. I think a lot of more of his reigns were TNA reigns as opposed to if he had them. But anyway, Tony, it's your turn. I don't know how big of a fan you are of this guy. Maybe you are, but I'm going to say Ron Killings. Tony, ring the bell. Holy shit balls! Correct. Ron- Ding. Ron, the truth, Killings, a two-time champ. Of the NWA TNA, he comes in at number four. So we are so missing, we're missing just, one. We're just missing one. Five, number five. Uh, Raven. No. Oh, Matt. And this one, I, 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 I'm not gonna say anything because I think if I say it, Tony will get it. Because again, there's only a little bit. I'm going to go with Abyss because I don't know if you're a big Rhino fan or not. Nope. Neither one. Oh, I'm, go- oh, I'm going. I'm going. Ken Shamrock. Yes. The inaugural. All right. There you go. Correct. TNA. Ding. NWA TNA champion. 10 pounds of gold. He had it the first night on the weekly pay-per-views. Ken Shamrock. <laughs> so there you go, boys. Number five, Ken Shamrock. Number four, Ron, the truth killings. Number three, Christian Cage. Number two, AJ Styles. And number one, J E double F J A double R E double T. For some so reason, honestly, I didn't I didn't think you were gonna go with uh Ken Shamrock, but that was a good call putting him in number five. Yeah, it's like, not he was the first champ. You had to put him in there somewhere, right? Yeah, no, I, that makes sense. Of course it makes sense. Yeah. I thought there were I thought there were more champions, but there weren't. There was like eleven. you said Abyss, you said Rhino, Raven, and uh I think there's another guy in there that I didn't even know. Ray Gonzalez or Rudy Gonzalez or something like that. Their stretch with the NWA association only lasted five years. It seems like it was so much longer. Yeah. But no, then they converted to the TNA championship and they dropped it. And then, you know, you had the Adam Pierce's and you had all these other guys who the lineage went on after TNA dropped the NWA. So yeah, there it is, boys. That was fun. Nice. That was a good list. I want to watch, uh, I want to do that. I got to do that. I want to do that chronological TNA watch. If I could find some time in the winter where I start at oh, a specific watch. point. You said watch and then you said time. And there's the butthole. There's Nelly. Nelly. Uh, Jay George is back next week. He's got to promote uh, a pro wrestling magic show. I told him the minute he tells a dad joke, it's over. Oh, stop. Why? He comes on the show because I'm not talking. I'm not having him on for 20 fucking minutes. If he's just going to tell shitty dad jokes, if he he reached out, 
he has something to promote. I'll be more than happy to have him on to promote what he wants to promote. The minute he starts trying to do his comedy shtick, it's a wrap, bro. I don't have time for your nonsense. Yeah, and he's not a comedian. He doesn't do stage time, so no, I'm not. I'm not here for it. It's not like so I love Jay George. It's not like he's going to listen to this anyway. That's right. Love Jay George. I'll be back Wednesday night on the Mark Order podcast, so you can listen to that. I'll be there because uh, it looks like I'm getting rained out Wednesday, and I'm off Thursday. Oh, look at you. So I think I have two days off in a row. So if we want to, you know, talk about some things off the air, bang out a couple bonos, uh, we could try and do that on maybe Wednesday. I don't know. You know how Fred Rosser is uh, Mr. No Days Off? You're Mr. Oh, yeah. Two Days Off. Hey, I'll take it, man. Woo-wee. And today? Oh, it's like a vacation for me. My wife's going to fucking stab me in the neck. Yeah, baby. All right. Well, you're doing laundry. So this way she could wash your shit for you while you're in the hospital. Kate asked about a mattress pad. No mattress pad. Oh, mattress pads are nothing but fucking like sweat absorbers. It's so gross. Yeah, what's a mattress pad? It's the thing you put on top of your mattress and then you put the fitted sheet over it. Yeah. And I have a purple mattress. Why would you put something on top of your mattress? What's the point of the mattress if you're putting something on top of your mattress? Sometimes to protect the mattress itself. Like if you sweat a lot, sometimes if you want like a mattress. If you fuck a lot. Oh, fuck off. Like, I mean, like, like just get a new mattress then. Those shits are expensive, bro. What? What? uh, 300 bucks, 400 bucks. For for what? What are you sleeping in a twin? I don't know. What a thousand dollars? I don't know. What? How big's your bed, bro? What kind of bed or what kind of mattress? I don't know. It's, a, it's not a twin. It's not a. I don't know if it's a queen. It's somewhere in between a, tw- a twin and a queen. A full? Maybe a full. Maybe a fully. All right. I'm living that fucking king life, bro. Oh, look at you. I need yeah, a big I, bed. There's two of us in it. Oh, there's two of you in there. You need a king size. No, it's yeah. I need a fucking king size bed. Sleeping like I, a starfish. When I book when I book the hotels, like I always get like a room with two queen beds. I have no idea why. You gotta you gotta upgrade and just get the king. I know why. You fucking jump between the two of them and you do fucking like WCW. <laughs> you do cruiserweight moves on them, Kevin. I know. I, know I do the I same thing. If I go in a hotel room and there's two beds, I jump between them like a fucking child. If it's the same price as a king, I'm I don't need that much space. I'm gonna get. You know why? Because I put the suitcase on the other bed and then I sleep. And do all that stuff and lay out all the clothes on the other bed. Fair enough. Yeah, that's what I do. I would get the king. If you're sleeping on a full anyway, that queen's going to seem plenty big for you to begin with. So you're good. I'm full of myself. Get a king so you can fuck. You you try. You you try. There you go. Not always successful. Nelly, what do you have to say about all this? Just so you losers know, I'm still the champion. Wait, can we fucking wrap this up, please, Gracie? Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Bye. Did you say, can we wrap this up, Gracie? Yes. All right. Episode 548. Thanks to Jack Cartwheel. Be sure to give him a follow at Jack Cartwheel. He's going to blow up, and you're going to be like, man, I heard him back in the day on the Wizards podcast. And uh, next week, 549, Jay George. Labor Day extravaganza. That's right. I got I got nothing else, guys. I'm done. It's I'm, in. I'm out. Let's take it home. I gotta go. I'm gonna go make chili now. I'm gonna go to bed now. Because I go iron last... my clothes first, though, because I'm the Iron Man. It's my last Hello Fresh meal this week. One pot chili. Mm. So we're gonna we're gonna tempt the fates of the god, and hopefully I don't shit my pants again this week. Oh, oh. so mushy. Mm. That's because your face is mushy. 
Looks like a vagina. Mm. Tony vagina says, face. Tony says, "Let's go home," and then he just he talks about his mushy lips. Queefin City, USA. Good night, Gracie. Oh, you fucking asshole. Matt can hang up, but he doesn't. So I'm gonna keep saying it. Good night, Gracie.